This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the Flagship Podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. It's hard to be humble when you're from Arkansas, which was funny on many levels because why would you be proud of being from Arkansas? That's number one. Arkansas yeah, is a is. terrible place. And Rich Crage. Like, this all started because someone liked the tweet uh, and got annoyed about everybody it. Everybody log off. <laughs> Throw your phones in the body of water closest to you. Stop. This is all terrible. I hate it all. Yeah, it's all so dumb. And we are live here on the flagship podcast. I am Rich Krejci. That is Joe Lanza. Joe, what's happening? Uh, I don't know. Everything. <laughs> everything is happening. Nothing is happening and everything is happening uh, this week. There is a lot of wrestling going on with WrestleMania weekend uh, quickly approaching. I have done roughly 10 hours of audio over the last uh, seven days, so I am... Uh, I'm sick of talking about WrestleMania weekend, so Joe, let's talk about WrestleMania weekend a little bit more. <laughs> so, anyway, we got a lot of other stuff that we're going to get to uh, this week. It will not just be WrestleMania weekend. We have some other fun topics uh, to discuss as well. Uh, we got New Japan Cup, the semifinals and finals. Zack Sabre Jr. is your New Japan Cup winner, so we'll talk about all the matches, the results of all that sort of stuff. New Japan Hyper Battle 2022. We have the uh, the next big show coming up from New Japan. Uh, we have potentially, well, we there's rumors of a new person, a new woman coming into AEW. We may have the answer to that pretty soon since we are doing this during Dynamite. So we're going to save that segment for a little bit. I'm going to keep one eye on Dynamite to at least see what's going on. And then that, that segment will either be rendered completely worthless or we'll have something to talk about if somebody makes uh, a debut. But uh, yeah, we also have... As we said, more discussion about WrestleMania weekend. We'll cover the entire weekend. We'll give the annual Path of Glory. Everybody is waiting for the Path of Glory. People are demanding the Path of Glory, and the Path of Glory you will get yet again. We'll talk a little bit more about the new stuff going on on WrestleMania itself. Uh, WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday. A lot of news and notes uh, and and information that we finally have now uh, for the big shows this weekend, including attendance and some other uh, business-type things. But uh, we do want to start the show off this week as we... Not like to do, but sometimes, unfortunately, have to do. And that's start off with talking about somebody in the wrestling world who passed away. Somebody significant in the wrestling world uh, who passed away. Uh, and that was Rocky King, who passed away on March 27th after years of battling kidney issues. Uh, he had a stroke a couple years ago. He was blind in one eye. Uh, but Rocky King uh, passes away, unfortunately, at uh, uh, earlier this week, March 27th. I don't know if we have his official date of birth. I couldn't quite find out how old he was. It seemed like it was conflicting information here and there. But... Uh, uh, we do want to start to show off just a little bit about Rocky King and and Joe. What are your memories of uh, of Rocky King? What you know, maybe how do pe- how would people know him best, or if people don't know him best, how could they find out more about Rocky King? Well, first of all, tremendous show up in there because I gave you nothing. I was like, I don't know. I went into business. You know what I mean? And, I got, I've had a, I've had a lot of week audio. I'm just ready to go. <laughs> this could be and, the banterless just, show, no banter. Just, yeah. Which uh, this week we may, we may need some banter because we have like <laughs> two topics to do. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I gave you nothing to work with and you just uh, crushed the show open. So, uh, you know, after doing 19 hours of audio in the last uh, four or five pro. days. I'm a pro. Yeah, I know what I'm doing here. So you're a pro. He's a professional operation. And uh, you're going to tag out and I'm going to tag in and I'm going to take over and do a million hours of audio uh, the next four days. 
you preview everything and now I'm going to review everything. See, it's and- perfect. It works out great. I go to Alaska while the actual show, I get the shows ready. I set you up and you knock it out of the park. You go and you review them and I'm, I'm off in the, in the, in the, the frozen tundra of Alaska. So that's right. You know, and all those previews, they're up now. They all they all are up now, right? Yes, Everything yeah. We have written previews up at Voice of Wrestling and then all the audio previews. The 10, nearly 10 hours, I think it's just under, hair under 10 hours, uh, is available. It's on the flagship feed. Uh, it's also up at VoicesWrestling.com. Wherever you listen to your podcast, just look up flagship or look up Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network and you will get three. Uh, it's in three different parts. Uh, two... Two, two and a half hour, two, three hour parts, uh, and then a four hour part as well, just kind of covering every single show, just about every single show. I think there's like one or two we didn't cover, but uh, a number of, of guests and contributors come on, uh, help me preview these shows, uh, including, uh, I think, one of the best segments of the entire thing uh, was Justin Bissonette, one of the OGs of, uh, vo- uh, you know, of, of VoicesWrestling.com and the flagship. Like when we say that three people listened to our first show or eight people, or whatever the hell it was, he is one of those numbers. He was here from the beginning. Uh, and he helps come on here uh, and talk about Texas Mania. Kind of peels the curtain back to how Texas Mania uh, came together. The stress of booking a WrestleMania weekend card. Uh, did you hear, did you hear the the gall that guy to say that he booked the show because he thought we would like it? Well, you know, I, I I'm listening to that, and I think what he meant by that was he he he, he booked the show with the intent to draw fans like me and you. Yes. Like, yeah. No, I just mean that's that's you know the, the big time booker here in the industry. You know, big boss. Well, oh, oh, I see. You're you're. Oh, I oh see. I'm doing you're, it as a, a badge of yeah. honor. He goes, oh man, what would Joe you're and Rich? Because because these are yeah. the guy. That's the fan I want to get is the Joe and Rich fan. He understands that the Joe and Rich fan, yeah. you know, is a very astute, a very educated fan, a very smart fan, and a fan that enjoys professional wrestling. You know, some people yeah. like confrontations with you know. Men in their 60s, we like wrestling. So you know what? He booked a show with good-ass wrestling, and I love it. It's one of the best cards of the entire Mania weekend. It's interesting what he did because, okay, so he brings in Davey Richards, right? And he puts him in there with a guy who he's trying to, you know, uh, you know, get some rub from Davey, this great Scott. He used to be Scotty Santiago in the uh, early days of Inspire. He's been there since, like, day one. He went off on a little learning excursion for a while, but he's back, and he's got this new gimmick, this great Scott gimmick. And then he put together the Brian Keith, uh, Gary J match, which on paper obviously looks like a great match where those two guys are going to kill each other. But then, and and that's kind of the matches to draw in the Joe and Riches of the world. And then I like what he did because then he just the rest of his show is an authentic Inspire show. So you get a little bit of everything with that card. You're not he didn't try to put together a super indie show to try to compete with the other super indie shows at WrestleMania weekend. But he also didn't go out there and just do a typical Inspire card. You know you have to spice it up a little because you've got some out-of-towners. So he kind of tried to do the best of both worlds. Look at this guy getting another plug. I know. Maybe unbelievable. Yeah, this. enough of this. Enough of this Bis plug. At check, I tried that check that he sent me. Didn't even cash. Didn't even clear. So you know what? Typical wrestling booker, man. You know? Absolutely. Calls me, tells me to book it after the first of the month. You know? just It's crazy. You know? This, this stuff. So. Yeah, but anyway, that's part of uh, Rich's millions of hours of audio that he did previewing this with some tremendous guests. Uh, I'm never invited to that. That's okay. I don't take offense. You know, I sit here. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely and, nothing personal. It's more that it's hard enough for me to schedule one person. The idea of scheduling three people at once just annoys the hell out of me. And hey, I, so full disclosure, Rich invited me to one of the shows. He invited me. He said, uh, "Hey, you you want to you want to do one of these shows this year?" and I'm like, finally, my phone's ringing. I never get invited to these things. <laughs> and I offered to do the uh, 
the the Texas shows in the Texas building because I figured I was the best person on I on our staff. I'm the person best qualified for that, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'll do the Texas shows. And he's go, he's like, well, well, actually, I got <laughs> Justin Bissonette. So I'm like, who is a better guest than you, though? A, a much better guest. Like you got like. The, the one guy that just smokes me in that area. And like, I, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not doing it again this year because you know, the, the, the one group of shows I'm ready to strut my stuff and, you know, uh, uh, show off some knowledge and you go out and get somebody a thousand times better than me for that spot. So I think this was all a work. I think you knew I was going to offer to do that show. And, uh, you know, cause you know, I'm not offering to do, you know, the Zicky dice, fucking- <laughs> Zicky dice, trouble in paradise. Yeah. I did not think you were coming right. out for that. And you already, this was a work. You knew you had somebody all set so you could, well, actually me and keep me off of these shows again. So um, that's okay. That's fine. You know, just little old me. No one cares about me. But uh, <laughs> you will tag off when you're in Alaska. Yeah. And I will jump in with my reviews Thursday through Sunday night. That'll be on the $5 tier, patreon.com slash whatever the hell it is. Voices of uh, Wrestling or flagship patreon.com is the other way to yeah, do it. People will find it. But uh That'll be on the $5 tier, and uh, you'll get uh, reviews of – I've got the schedule up behind the paywall of all the shows that I'm planning on watching, uh, barring any you know schedule changes or streaming issues or, or what have you. I think I'm watching what? What is it, 13 or 14 shows? I have shows? 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 – attempted like not 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 necessarily confirmed isn't probably the right word some things might uh you know some things might go awry or something doesn't quite work but 14 attempted shows 14 tr- shows that you were going to try to definitely watch four on thursday five on friday four on saturday and then one on sunday so yeah busy busy weekend over at flagshippatreon.com we'll talk about that more uh after the first couple of segments but yeah 14 scheduled and then i've got sunday's an open day until wrestlemania at I believe eight central. Uh, correct. Or yep. Or seven. I think it's seven central, eight east. Seven central. So what I'm gonna do on Sunday is go back and maybe watch some of the shows that were you know had conflicting times and not wait. No, I'm not gonna waste my Sunday. So Sunday I'm gonna watch a bunch of shows on demand as well, so that the Sunday night review isn't just night two of WrestleMania. So I'll get some of the other stuff watched. What I'll do is. I'll see what gets hyped over the course of the weekend uh, out of the stuff that I'm not already scheduled to watch. And then I'll handle that on Sunday morning. So the bottom line here is I tried to pick an eclectic group of, I tried to pick shows from all of the different venues, get a good mix. Um, you know, so I think I did a good job mixing and matching the variety. And then on Sunday, I'm going to take care of anything else that like, for example, I'm not doing any of the Janela shows in real time. Because I can't do the midnight shows because that's when I'll be recording. I'll be recording in the middle of the night. So I can't do – I can't commit to any of the midnight shows. But if the Janela shows, for instance, or I think there's a – whatever other shows are – like if those shows get big hype, I can watch them on Sunday morning before WrestleMania and end up reviewing them anyway. So um, I'm going to do as many of the shows as I possibly can. Uh, there's some that you couldn't staple me down to a chair and <laughs> – and threaten my life to watch, and I won't be watching any of those shows. But I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna watch uh, probably around 15, 16 shows total, and they'll all be reviewed. Five dollar tier; those will be audio reviews, and also cover news and notes that happen over the course of the weekend and everything else as well. So, yeah, no, nobody, uh, nobody in the world does WrestleMania weekend like we do. We always say it, and people don't believe us. We gave you ten hours of audio previews. We've kept you up to date on the entire schedule for months now. 
We have yeah. cobbled together all these fucking Twitter accounts, all these Facebook group posts, all these Eventbrite pages, and we have given you every single card. We have given you streaming information. We have audio previews. We have auto reviews. Nobody covers WrestleMania weekend like we do. Maybe one of these days someone will thank us for it, but it won't be this year. So, yeah. So we've got Joel Abraham in the chat, and he wants us to uh, put a pause on this live broadcast so we can upload the new Super J cast that he. Oh, just did I get a? Uh, oh, there it is. So, uh... Yeah. All right, Damon McDonald. There it is. All right. So Joe, I will be right back. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, uh... yeah, I'll do. I, I could. I could. You know, honestly. Even though I do want to talk about Rocky King, and I do have his, I, I could do a Brian Alvarez, Dave, Rocky King, <laughs> and then pause right. and go do whatever I needed to do. So, uh, but I, I would like to I would like to discuss I Rocky King as well. So I won't do that. But so I'll do twenty minutes on Rocky King. You get the Jake the Jake cast up, <laughs> and everybody wins. See, this That's is why Brian of... Alvarez does it. It's all about multitasking. He gets he right. records an hour and a half audio podcast while also doing everything else he has to do with his day: laundry, he feeds the cats, he. He could be uploading stuff to the website. He could be working on something else. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's a good gig. That we need to do that more because we come on here and we're, I'm talking the whole time. I'm listening. I mean, it, it, no, that that's no. I need to say, Joe, take it away, Joe Rocky King, and then I go pause and mute and go away and do everything I have to do. That's you know, the we smart do this, way to do it. We do this two man podcast where we interact. With <laughs> it's each other. stupid. It's, it's bizarre, right? Like. I could get so much more done. I could pee with you know no 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 worry whatsoever of you going. Rich, are you there? Rich, are you there? You know. Uh yeah, yeah, just uh, utterly ridiculous. We actually listen to the other guy and then communicate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love Dave and Brian. Love Dave and Brian. This is all in good fun. Don't go run into Dave and Brian. Um, I don't think they anyway. care either. I don't think they would give a shit either. either no, they won't did. care. No, we won't. They're be, counting yeah. their money, so they don't care. Yeah, yeah. They're good. Yeah. Um, Rocky King. Mm-hmm. which you you kicked it to me to talk Rocky King, and we ended up doing some banter anyway. But actually, we were just trying to sell subscriptions. So, uh, But let's get to Rocky King. So for people who don't know, uh, Rocky King is probably best known as a one of the most – one of the more well-known enhancement guys that worked for, for Jim Crockett Promotions during the glory years of, of that promotion from about 85 to 88. So he was there when the promotion was hot. And he was on TV every single week. And because Crockett was on TBS and was broadcast nationally, a lot of those Crockett jobbers uh, have stood the test of time and have have kind of, uh, you know, like you talk about Rocky King, the Mulkies, George South, the Italian Stallion, Mike Jackson. I mean, I could run them all off the top of my head. And we're talking 35 years ago because these guys were on my TV every single week when I was a kid. Uh, getting the shit kicked out of them by Magnum TA and the Road Warriors and Tully Blanchard and Ric Flair and the whole gang down there. And, um, you know, unlike, you know, every territory had a, had, you know, their crew of enhancement guys. But again, because these guys were on TBS a couple times per weekend, you know, every week for, for a half a decade when the promotion was hot, uh, you know, still to this day in 2021, People will tell you all about these guys, you know, and and a lot of them, uh, in particular, Randy and Bill Mulkey, and I would put Rocky King in this category, were very memorable because they looked like jobbers, you know, with their skinny bodies and, their, you know, no semblance of a physique. And they were just great guys to put on TV to contrast against your big stars who looked like stars. And, you know, some of the other guys they used, like uh, that I mentioned, like Mike Jackson and George South, those guys were enhancement guys, but they also happen to be excellent workers. 
So those were great guys to use too in those enhancement roles because, you know, if Tully Blanchard or, or you know, whoever the fuck, uh, you know, felt like having a competitive match that night, they could get in there with a Mike Jackson or a George South and those guys could hang, you know, and push them a little bit on TV. Um, you know, so, and, and the Italian Stallion was another one, a colorful figure. And, you know, the commentators would always bring up how he was a pasta eating champion. And that was a shoot. And, and, you know, the after mags would always, you know, whenever there was an Italian stallion mentioned in the after mags, they'd always squeeze in that he was a pasta eating champion. Right. So, you know, they had these, this colorful group of jobbers that worked TV every week and, you know, uh, and, 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 uh, Rocky King was one of them. And, uh, he's just a guy that's endured the test of time that a lot of people remember. And then later on in his run, he did get a couple little tiny, small pushes. Um, he was little Richard Marley, mm -hmm. you know, part of the free birds entourage at one point, um, you know, a little bit later on, he wasn't officially a member of the dudes with attitudes, but he was like an ancillary member of the dudes with attitudes. Like, I don't know if he was ever. And the dudes with attitudes were Sting, Paul Orndorff, Junkyard Dog, El Hagante. I want to say the Steiner Brothers. Um, Rich could help me out here. While I think that's off. right. Yeah, uh, let me. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I, I, let me see if I can find out yeah. what the official word is uh, on the dudes with attitudes. I think those are the ones that I would say. I'm not. This was circa 1990, and they were. I the... think that's it, man. I, I got to say, if if I was going to say, that's what I would that I would do. The dudes with attitude being that. Let's see what uh, Cage Match has. Uh, El Gigante, uh, Luger, Orndorff, Steiner, Sting, JYD. Yep, exactly what you said. So I miss Luger. but Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you did miss Luger, but otherwise. Luger's the one I meant. But yeah, that was sort of the answer to the Stein, to the uh, uh, Four Horsemen at that time. So the Dudes with Attitudes, very corny name. Um, you know, they, they were feuding with the Horsemen at that time. And I they did a television angle where Sting kind of, and this is the way I'm remembering this. I could have the details wrong kind of welcomed Rocky King into the group, but I don't think he was an official member of the dudes with attitudes. Um, they also, I believe the after mags may have ran a magazine angle, which kind of put Rocky King in with the dudes with attitudes as well. But I, he wasn't ever an official member, but he did wrestle. What he did was if you look, I'm sure if you look at the, uh, I'm sure if you look at his match results, he teamed with the dudes with attitudes a lot. Cause then he would eat the pin. Like the idea was he was their buddy and it was this guy who was a jobber on TV for all these years, but the dudes kind of took him under their wing and, and he would wrestle with them, but then he'd be the designated fall guy. Like that was kind of the, the deal. And it only lasted a couple of weeks, but again, that was like one of the two or three times that he even got a modicum of a push, you know, and, and it was because he had been on TV all that time. And he was one of the enhancement guys that fans really liked and, and, and fans, uh, remembered and he was there, you know, through the entire run of Jim Crockett promotions all the way until they sold to Turner. So, uh, very memorable character from the 80s. And if you watch, you know, the, the, the 605 episodes on, on, on the network, on Peacock or whatever, you know, he's all over him. Oh, yeah. If you watch anything from basically 85 till, yeah, like you said, 1990, basically, especially that 85 to like 88 run, you, there is no chance that you will watch, you know, three weeks of that show and not see Rocky King at some point. I mean, you might see him literally every single week in 1987, 88. He, he feels like he's, you know, I haven't gone back and rewatched a lot of that stuff uh, and watched week after week after week. I mean, he is all over that show. Like almost every week he's there. Mm -hmm. And 
the thing about a lot of these guys is they, you know, just they were jobbers, but they were good workers, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's a reason that a lot of these guys, most of the ones I named and some others that um, I'm probably forgetting it, it stuck around for as long as they did is because uh, the people on the roster respected them as workers and they knew they could trust them and they liked working with them and they were going to you know, do their best to get everybody over. And, uh, you know, you, you look at a guy like Mike Jackson. I mean, he's still out there today. He's 70 years old or whatever it is. And he's still like halfway decent. I mean, you know, for a 70 year old, he's, he's gotta be the best. Is he 70? Mike Jackson. We got Mike Jackson. Let me find out. He's gotta be, I mean, he's gotta be near there, right? Like there's no way. Because when we talk about sting being the best 63 year old wrestler, like ever. Right. Yeah. We did Uh, forget about, uh, so he was 71 in December of 2020, but I don't know. I don't have his exact birth date right here, but he, I believe would now be 72 years old. He's at least 72. (laughs) Yeah. And the last, and you know, he wrestled, he did some solid as fuck still. Yeah. yeah. He was doing some indie shots during the pandemic. And I know he wrestled, you know, they did the gimmick and impact where they promised a, a Jackson, uh, a, a young buck. Jack, I forget the gimmick they did, but it ended up being Mike Jackson and not, you know, the young bucks. What was that? Probably two, three years ago. Yeah. I'm trying to remember when that, yeah. Time, and, uh, I, I have lost all concept of time over the last three yeah. years, but I think it was two years ago, but. You know, I who yeah, the fuck you, knows anymore. You go back and watch these Mike Jackson matches in his prime, these little TV matches. I mean, he, the guy's great. Oh, yeah. And Rocky no, King he, was, I, I loved. I mean, it, the thing I liked most about watching Rocky King stuff is, I mean, he, you, you said like a lot of those guys looked like absolute dorks, and they did. I mean, the Mulkies were like the biggest looking dorks ever, and that made it great. Mulkies, I'll let you make your point, but the Mulkies have the greatest jobber look. Yes. Of all time. Yes. Every jobber should look like the Mulkies. It, it, it would be a right. better industry if they did. But, uh, because uh, Mokis look like you could beat them up. Like, you at home are like, ah, oh, fucking Christ. What, is what the hell is this guy going to do? And Sid, like, get out of here. Like, these guys are going to get killed. Like, me and Mark's yeah. going to kill these guys. And, and he would. And then he would kill them. And you go, ah, oh, shit. Damn, he killed that guy. Uh, but um, Rocky King had, like, he had a little bit of muscle definition. He came out like like a ball of fire. The bell would ring and he'd go nuts. And then, yeah, like you said, he'd take a two shoulder blocks. He would take a huge bump. Then the guy would kind of work him over, work him over and beat him up pretty quickly. But like every single week, the fans were like, I don't know. This is the week that Rocky's going to do it. He just had that sort of charisma that, you know, people, some of those guys, people just knew, okay, this guy's here just to get killed and, and whatever. There was a certain charm and like underdogness to Rocky King. It kind of, Oh, he, no doubt. He definitely had a little bit of that Hanma vibe where it's like, you know what? We're going to be here when he hits that Kokeshi. Like, that's going to, it's going to happen. And like, every single week, Rocky King would come out. He'd be happy. He'd slap all the hands, get all ready to go. The bell would ring. He'd be a ball of fire. And then, yeah, it wouldn't last much more than a minute. But uh, there was always that intrigue of, man, I don't know. Because this, because he looked, he he had a decent, you know, he had decent muscle definition. He wasn't any. The anywhere... problem is he was just ridiculously thin. Oh, he was, yeah, thin as a wrist. So he had he like, was cut, though. he was he cut, cut like crazy. But yeah, you could tell that, like, especially in that era. It wasn't enough just to be cut. You had to be thick as well. So, yeah, when he's in the ring there with guys that are, you know, still outweighing him by 75 pounds, even though he's as cut as he is, it still was like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to get killed. But you, you at least bought in that, I don't know, maybe this is the week that they uh, decided to do something Rocky King, and then it, it never came, and then it never, it obviously ever, never, ever came, unfortunately, for Rocky. So. Yeah, and, um, you know, you knew they, you know, you know how you know that they respected him is he's one of the guys they would take on the road. And he would win matches on house shows. You know, he'd he'd work sometimes, you know, he'd work the prelims on house shows against other guys on his level. And 
and he'd win matches on the road sometimes. So it's like, you know, that's always the sign where, you know, you're more than just a standard issue uh, day rate job guy because, you know, he would he would work on the road. Um, and, you know, some of these other guys like George South and Italian Stallion, they would work kind of the smaller territories in the area and be like the pushed guys, you know, for years and years, George South and Italian Stallion, they have, they feuded for decades in, in the Carolinas, in, in their little home promotion there. And, uh, you know, the eighties through, you know, to whenever they finally hung it up. Um, cause I don't think either one of those guys are still going today, but, uh, that's where a lot of the, and that's why a lot of these guys were better workers than, I think people give them credit for because they were job guys because they they were full time wrestlers. You know, they they worked in their little home promotions, um, and you know, I guess what would be comparable to your local indies today. But and then they would be brought in for TV for you know whether it would be uh, Crockett or Mid Atlantic or whatever. And um, you know, a lot of these guys could legitimately go. They just weren't going to get pushed because of their look. Like like Mike Jackson was you know, a, a really, really great worker. I can't, I can't oversell how, how good you have to go watch yeah, this you guy. Do. You like, just have to see it. Yeah. It's, 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 he's, there's a real, you could just, even in the squash matches, you could tell how great he was, but he looked like an accountant. You know, he was already going bald at the age of 28 <laughs> and he, you know, he, but, but, you know, and you couldn't push a guy like that on, on TV unless you put him under a mask or you did something wacky with him. But, um, you know, and and Rocky King, you know, fit that description of a guy who the stars liked to be paired up with. They liked to beat him. He knew they were going to make him look good, and uh, and that's why he hung around for the entire life of that you know life cycle of that promotion until they signed. I don't know if he stuck around after when Turner bought them in what ninety. Yeah, so Rocky was done. I'm looking at Rocky's cage right now. He was done in June of 1990, so he did not last long. I mean, the second that they kind of got sold or moved on, I mean, he he's pretty much gone uh, after that point. I mean, yeah, he's around maybe for about a year or so of the Turner-owned yeah. uh, WCW, but, I mean, not as prominently, and, and he's around for just a few shots here and there, and then he's gone. Actually, you know, he went away for – I'm looking at this now. He went away in June of 1988. Uh, then they brought him back in 1990 uh, for like seven matches. Then he was gone. So yeah, they obviously did not value that was him the, the same dude, way. That was, that, the dude, that was the dudes with attitude. Right, right, right. They right. they realized shit. We need a guy to lose for these guys. So who we're gonna bring in? And they said, hey, let's call Rocky. And then there you go. You got Rocky King. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I didn't realize he was sick all these years. That I didn't realize. Um, did we get an age on him? Gotta be in his sixties. Yeah, so I'm still I'm still not finding a, a definitive age. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen a few different things popping around, uh, but nothing nothing official uh, for his his date of birth, unfortunately. But uh, it just says 1960 and says he was maybe was somewhere between 61 and 62 is is what I saw one Sounds article. Sounds about right. But yeah, I mean that'd be about that'd be about what I'd peg him, you know. Um, but you put him opposite the opposite side of the ring is the road warriors or Nikita Koloff or something. It's just such a great contrast. Oh yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and he's just a, uh, look guys like Rocky King and the Mulkies and people like that. They're just as memorable in a lot of ways as the, some of the guys that were pushed, you know, because the one thing about these guys is they were constants in the territory. Like other guys would come and go, you know, a guy would come in for a year or six months or eight months. And then, you know, and then go to the, go move on to the next territory. These guys were on TV every week for six, seven years. 
every week. So that's in, that has stuck with fans of a certain age. You remember these guys, even though you may have never seen them win a match, you know, and it's the same thing. And, you know, other play like WWF, of course, they've got their stable of guys that everybody remembers from that era, whether it's Steve Lombardi or uh, Barry Horowitz or Reno Riggins, or, you know, you go right down the line, they've got their little group of enhancement guys that are on TV every week. Um, AWA with, you know, Tom Rocky Stone and, and Buck Zumhoff <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it's just, you know, and, and Rocky King was one of the, the Crockett guys. And, um, you know, it, it's, 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 you know, the wins and losses aren't real, but, you know, being on TV every week, uh, makes you memorable to people and, and, and it sticks in people's memories. So some of the stuff I was able to find about Rocky King afterwards, and I think it was a Greg Oliver piece, uh, at slam wrestling. That's really, really good piece uh, that came out. Uh, there was some stuff that I didn't even realize. So after he had wrestled, he 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 trained wrestlers, ran some shows in the Atlanta area. I was pretty prominent there still. In some, I have no idea how these two came together. I would love to find out more, but it's it's very true, and you can find videos and there's interviews with these two guys. Rocky King and Jeff Foxworthy became super close friends, like best of friends. They ran golf tournaments with one another. They're like, you you look up Jeff Foxworthy and Rocky King and there's like dozens of videos of them hanging out at places, doing interviews together, at golf outings, getting pictures taken. What I mean, Je- the comedian Jeff Foxworthy and NWA 605 jobber Rocky King, best friends. I, I would never in a million years guess that. Inexplicable. It's <laughs> just insane. I mean, like, how did that first they, come about? Like, how did, I mean, it's not improbable that like Foxworthy watched, you know, Watch wrestling and said, "Hey, you know." And then Rocky King showed up someplace and said, "Hey, you're Rocky King." And then they talked, and then they liked each other, and then they hung out. I mean, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Probably about the same age, right? Maybe they went to school together. Maybe. Yeah, I have no idea. I have um, no clue. Yeah, what's, what's Jeff Foxworthy these days? Still, still looks good for his age, Jeff Foxworthy. But uh, he is 63, so yeah, it's not. You know, 63, and they're both from Atlanta. It's not improbable. They yeah, went to school. That they knew each, each other when they yeah. were yeah. They could have knew each other when they were younger. Again, he could have been a wrestling fan, and they just through business ventures or whatever they hooked up. Um, and again, it's like I talked about if I'm a, a guy from New Jersey who remembers Rocky King vividly, if you're from Atlanta, I oh mean, God, yeah, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, this is what I'm saying. This is a guy that was on TV every week, you know, and people from Atlanta of anyone over 40 probably still remembers them over 35 or 40. Right. If you watch wrestling when you were a kid, so, you know, Foxworthy may have just known of him and they met up later in life where they could have, they're the same age. Maybe they went to high school together, college, I don't know. Um, There's also a King, uh, you know, in that article, they talked a lot about how much he had done for the homeless community in Atlanta. And that may have been, maybe that was the connection. They were donating to the same thing. Maybe he yeah, knew him, you know. Charities. Yeah, yeah something like that. They uh, they named him King of the Streets because he was a guy who who, who would go out and just do anything he could. Uh, to help combat the homeless problem in, in in Atlanta, you know, help the homeless community, try to get them, you know, food, water, you know, clothing, you know, any, anything that he could do uh, until his dying days. I think that, that it was still going on until uh, he, he was even in, you know, pretty bad health. And then it seems as far as I was able to find that it, it happened kind of quickly that he had been battling a bunch of issues on and off. And, and, you know, obviously at that age, you start, you know, running into those things, but that this kind of felt like it, 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 it did Maybe not come as a complete surprise, but it came a little quicker than maybe most people anticipated. So that that sucks for sure. But um, yeah, let it let it the hell of a life though. No matter what, like this isn't a guy who got out of the wrestling business and then just wild away in, in nothingness. I mean, he got out of the business and and seemed to be pretty damn successful in in, in you know outside ventures and and hell, 
run around in golf tournaments with Jeff Foxworthy. I mean, there's there's worse things to do with your uh, time off. So, yeah, yeah, you know. Do you remember Tommy Angel from Tommy the, uh, Angel? TV that show. one doesn't ring a bell, actually. Tommy Angel doesn't ring a bell. I think I I think I named most of the super prominent. Yeah, the ones that everybody knows. Yeah, yeah those are those. Yeah. How about David Isley? You remember David Isley? <laughs> David, I do remember David Isley. Yeah. Who later worked as Thunderfoot. I think I don't know if he so was. So I I think actually you know what I probably know more is Thunderfoot to be honest. There was Thunderfoot one and Thunderfoot two, <laughs> and they were the Thunderfoots, not the Thunderfeet, right? And then uh, uh, Joel Deaton course, was the other one, right? Not to you know Joel Deaton outlaw Joel Deaton. Joel that's, Deaton. A, that's what I meant, Joel Deaton. Yeah, yeah, he later got pushed. Was he the other Thunderfoot? I don't even know. I don't even know I that off the top of my head. I thought he was, but I thought don't. it was Gene Legon. Gene, I thought he was the other <laughs> Thunderfoot. Hold huh. on, now I gotta know. Um, let me see if I go. I think I just looked at Isley. All right, here's the Thunderfoots. Uh, yeah, Gene Lagan was the other Thunderfoot, um, and David Isley. So I, they really should have been the Thunderfeet, but I guess Thunderfoots works. Too. Yeah, Thunderfoots is is tough. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't love. They're that. both equally stupid sounding. So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, those are some of the uh, big boss man was a TBS jobber for a long time, and then. What na- what name did he work under? I can't remember. Oh but, um, man, yeah. What was it? He was a big dude. And... You see him and you go, "Whoa, holy shit! That guy's pretty good. That guy looks like he could be yeah. something." And then you don't you pull realize. Him up, pull him up. Pull him up while I'm talking. So yeah. he was a he was a big dude, and um, you know he would wear the black singlet that goes the double shoulder singlet, and he's all over the network because that whole era. I, was he up. just Ray Trailer then? He may have been just Ray Trailer. I think he was yeah, just Ray Trailer then. Yeah. I thought maybe it was a. A, a gimmick name, but I it guess didn't not. take long so, until they started putting him to Big Bubba. I think he still lost a lot of stuff even when he was Big Bubba, but but they had very quickly realized that this guy was worth something. Well, they saw him taking all these big bumps and flying around. He was a big dude, and I think as the story goes, I think it was Dusty Rhodes who said, "You know what? No, we're going to take this guy off TV, make people forget his face, and we're going to bring him back with a push." And then that's where the Big Bubba thing started. So, I think they yanked him off TV in 87 or 86 and then uh uh you know and, and and back then you could do that and 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 people would and then you bring them back repackaged and i guess you still do that today i mean that's the technique that promotions still use and um you know and then he came back as big bubba so yeah no he he's a he's a guy who ended up getting a push and they would elevate the jobbers at times and sometimes you know they would get little prelim level pushes and things like that or they would put them in tag teams or or whatever but um, but yeah, for you know a guy like Rocky King, yeah, he got one or two little pushes here or there, and that was about it. Um, because he just didn't have the proper look, but uh, still a valuable member of the roster and and someone who who has definitely stood the test of time, and uh, and now he's dead. So that's Rocky King. There is a uh, if you go onto YouTube and just type in wrestling jobber Rocky King, somebody yeah. has made a video. It's all of Rocky King's losses in 1985. It's an hour and a half long. Wow. <laughs> and so if you want Wrestling your Rocky fans, King, there you go. You got it. Wrestling fans are nuts <laughs> and, and and great, right? Like, who would think to do that? Right. Well, to be fair, this YouTube channel's name is Job Guy, so this apparently is his... Uh, maybe his forte. Oh, shit. Yeah. What a channel. Hold on. I got to pull yeah, this. Yeah, now, no, hold He's on. He's got a bunch of them. Really? Rich, look at this. He's got a Tiger Chung Lee 1986 comp. Let's see. Uh, Holy Rick shit. Hunter. Whoa, this is great. I'm, I know what I'm watching tonight, man. 
this channel. I, let me tell you Art something. Art Cruz? I just, oh, Terry Gibbs? Oh, let's go. Rusty Brooks? <laughs> let's go. Did I just slap subscribe? Yes, I did. <laughs> Tony Zane? Look, he's got the Mokies up in his banner there. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Along with Iron Mike Sharp, right? <laughs> yep. So he's got comps of various jobbers broken down by year. So if you want to watch every job match that Tony Gurria did in from July to December 85... <laughs> This is where you go because he's got an hour's worth of footage for you. Yeah, if you're looking this for the Salvatore Belomo 1985 comp, he's got it. You're good. Got Mario Mancini, Rene Goulet, all the WWE guys. Oh, this is fantastic. What a find. This is going to waste so much of my time. <laughs> the next deep dive is we just go through every one of these. This is something else. Doug Hold Vines. On. That's, yeah, another classic That's one. Doug Vines. Jeff Sword and Doug Vines uh, became a tag team later on. Um, oh my God! Did you pull up uh, the video tab? Yeah. Do you yeah. see how deep this runs? It's pretty good. It's not like it, it, it's you know it's not that extensive, but it's got you know it's got like forty of them. That's pretty damn good. Not that extensive, Rich. He's got fifty-four <laughs> minutes of Charlie Fulton from nineteen eighty-four. <laughs> And he's got to categorize by year and everything. Yeah, I love the year. I love that it's just like, ah, you know what? I'm gonna, I really want to watch Charlie Fulton '84. Let's go. You know, some people watch, yeah. you know, Masala from, you know, no. <laughs> some people watch Kenta Kobashi in the GHC title run. You know, the, the yeah. three hour video of his great title run. You know, and and here we are going, whoa, <laughs> AJ Petruzzi '85. Hell yes. Well, hey, well, listen, you you know who AJ Petruzzi is, don't you? I don't know if As I they, do. Well, listen. Well, I'll tell you. He Joe looks Vember super to rem- familiar. Joe Vember to remember listeners know that uh, that AJ Petruzzi is one half of the Super Destroyers, the longest reigning ECW tag team champions of all time. There you go. Uh, is Doug Stall here somewhere? Is the other <laughs> Super Destroyer here? Doug Stall. Do I Doug don't Stahl? see Doug Stall, but mm. don't see Doug Stall. I'm sorry. No, I saw Doug Vines and got excited, but that's uh, that's not <laughs> Doug Stall. Wow. AJ Petruzzi, 50 minutes of 1985. AJ Petruzzi. There's Rocks. people who listen to this podcast who have never seen a Bret Hart match, and and we're talking about AJ. Like, this Petruzzi. is the stuff we talk about. AJ <laughs> right. Petruzzi, and like giving you like good facts about him. Oh, yeah, one half of the Super Destroyers, one of the Super D's, longest reigning ECW tag champs of all time. And these people come in our Discord and tell us they've never seen Bret Hart wrestle a match. It's incredible. Uh, we must just be that compelling, Rich. We must be. Yeah, I don't know how anybody listens to the show if you don't, you know. You've never watched a Bret Hart match and we're talking about David Haskins or whatever. You're probably like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Are, are, many, are us calling Iron Mike Spears Iron Mike Sharp must go over the head of like 85% of the people that listen to this show, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this Rocky King video. Yeah, that's that's just tremendous stuff. An hour and a half of Rocky King matches, specifically from 1985. What a channel. Yeah. My night. YouTube is a gift. Wrestling fans are psychopaths, and I love every second of it. You know, now listen, if if Monsoon Classic was behind this, I'd understand. But this is some other psychopath. This is another psychopath. Yeah. It it makes sense if it was the same psychopath doing all this stuff. This is a completely new psychopath. Right. And of course, I mean psychopath in the most endearing way possible. Oh, look at us. We do three hours of wrestling podcasts in the last 10 years. Like, 
well, we're excited about the channel. Yes. Like, like <laughs> yeah, the real psychopaths are, are you and me who the second I hit stop on this and I get into bed with my wife and she's going to be asleep. I'm going to pop this channel off and watch you're gonna go, minutes. Of... You're going to go, hey, Michelle, do you know who this is? She's going to like, no, who's that? That's AJ Petruzzi. You yeah. know who he was? Yeah, he was one half of the Super Destroyers. Do you know about right. the Super Destroyers? She goes, no. I go, well, well now you do. The longest yeah, reigning exactly. tag team, and then I'll link her to the uh, November, yes. November to remember. That's right. She's a, she's, and, a, she's and, a subscriber, five dollars subscriber. Yeah. So listen, we'll shake down family members and wives. Oh yeah, I don't whatever. give her a free code. Are you kidding? I said no. Support us. Support this no. family. Let's go. Honestly, don't know how to do a free link. Like people think we're lying. No, like, I actually have difficult. no clue. Yeah, I'm not actually sure. <laughs> they make that very difficult. They, Patreon like, has we... no real way to do that. So yeah, when people think that I'm like hassling my friends for it or whatever, it's it is it is very difficult to find a free link. I'm like, look, I give you my link, but then like you have all my shit. Like you can't have my link. Like it, there's no way to give people. I don't know. But uh, wow, what a channel. But uh, and we never would have found this if uh, Rocky King didn't pass this week. So that's, I mean, like we say, it's, it's something that we hate to have to do, but we always find something. We always learn something. Hopefully you always find something and always learn something too. It sucks that it takes these people passing away for us to, you know, do these segments and, and do these things. But there you go. You, you now have a brand new YouTube channel and a brand new wrestler to uh, check out this week uh, if you're interested. So that is uh, Rocky King. And uh, let's get to WrestleMania weekend. We'll start with the big, uh, the big guy, the stupendous two nights WrestleMania uh, we talked about it last week, so we're not going to go extensively through match by match anymore. But we do have a little bit more information, including, including, and I'm going to start with this, the ticket sales for the show so far. So this is from WrestleTix, at WrestleTix on Twitter. Uh, it's the information that they have right now for WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania Night 1, and WrestleMania Night 2. This is as of March, you know, this afternoon, basically. We're recording this on March 30th, this afternoon, so... I'm doubting that tickets are going to dramatically change over the next few days, but if they do, just note that we're recording this on March 30th. Uh, WrestleMania Night 1, Saturday, April 2nd. Uh, available tickets, still 6,682 tickets available. The current setup and capacity is 65,268. Uh, tickets distributed 58,114 for Night 1. Um, really interesting here is that over 1,200 floor and ringside tickets are still remaining just a few days out from the show happening. So uh, do you want me to go over night two, or do you want to react to night one, and then we can work our way there? So first, I guess, uh, the ticket sales. So they're going to have legitimately over 60,000 in the building both nights, right? That seems like a safe bet. So right now, yeah, 58,000, but I would imagine with comps and some other stuff, yeah, they'll, they'll get to that. And, and night two right now is 57, so it's a little bit farther for, for night two, but... I would imagine that probably at the end of the day they'll have sixty thousand in the building. Tonight. So they'll have over they'll have over sixty thousand in the building. They'll probably be what in the probably fifty five thousand, fifty to fifty five thousand sold on each night at minimum. Um, and we just had a podcast drop today with Big Dick Nick Khan, and he said publicly that they're expecting over a hundred thousand people in the building each night, which first of all is uh, <laughs> absurd. No, no chance. They have a lot of employees, but, I guess. They, I thought they fired everybody, but apparently they have a lot of employees and friends and families. And I guess if you're busting in local schools or something, or you could, I suppose, get there if you really needed to. But I feel like they're uh, about 40,000 away from doing that. So, yeah, that's going to be tough to, to make up a 40,000 person difference every single night. So, But what is that? But what does that 
seemingly throwaway, let's all laugh at this guy soundbite tell us. That's what they're going to announce. So if he's saying that on Wednesday, they're announcing over 100,000 on both nights. Wow, that's so egregious, so, though. That is so egregious. You don't think that those... He wouldn't have said that. I mean, I, obviously, no, I know. internally, yeah, that, I know. That's, what they're gonna, that's what they're talking about. I mean, they're going to announce 100,000. Is that the crazy, most? Is that the most egregious they've ever done? If they go through with it, yes, because you're talking about almost like a hundred percent fucking. You know what I mean? Like you can't right. get more egregious than that. It's like yeah, like, it's like running a normal basketball arena and saying there's forty thousand. It's like no, you're at the United right. Center. There's not forty thousand people here. Like yeah, the I mean it'd be that absurd. And yeah, I'm trying to think of any other comps that are even reasonable because some of the more famous, you know, inflated attendances. Ah, you know, 10,000 here, 20,000 here, you know, get over the round number a little bit. Uh, you know, I'd have to see if I don't know if that's that's something that Brent Thurston would have or, or or Chris Harrington would have of just the most no. egregious like, you know. You know who would know Matt Farmer? Yes, Matt Farmer, he'll probably have a good answer for you for the biggest lie in terms of attendance. <laughs> but it, it you know, it might be one of those Tokyo Dome shows from that era. Oh yeah, that, those those are the all timers. Yeah, I was trying to think of America, but yeah, the all timer is you know seventy thousand people going to see Josh Barnett and Eugene Nagata. Yeah. Which, eh, yeah. eh. No, and then years on, it people literally counted the seats and they didn't have seventy thousand seats. So it's like it'd probably be a Tokyo Dome show where there was forty thousand people and they claim seventy thousand because again, you're almost doubling the number. Um. So that'd probably be it. This this would be something else, though, if there's 63,000 people in the building, 55,000 sold, and they announce 103,000. <laughs> Give mean, yourselves ahead. 101,286. Look, look, yeah. And here's the thing. It'll work. Because yeah, oh yeah, yeah, all these dorks will line up and go, whoa, <laughs> incredible. You know, all the newspapers all the newspapers anyone read the newspaper <laughs> the all the <laughs> a guy there with a little hat that says press like a... yeah, yeah getting it in i tell you wrestlemania sold out 102,000. <laughs> get it in the flash bulb cameras yeah. boom 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 right yeah i tell uh, you it's the biggest event i've ever seen in my life <laughs> 100,000 people came to watch the spectacle <laughs> Shaking the ashes off his cigar as he's uh, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Doing a spot no, on the sports the... reporters the next morning, you know, talking about <laughs> yeah. all the uh, all the mainstream media will just dutifully repeat the yeah, number because yeah, they're not going to care, and why would they? The next day they're moving on to whatever the next thing they're talking about, so they don't give a shit, um, you know. And then people like Dave Meltzer and Brandon Thurston will report that there was you know fifty eight thousand tickets sold and. Although the mutants on Twitter will will say terrible things about them and send death threats to their house and 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 so it goes. And life will go I mean, on, yes, and, and, the, and the cycle of life will continue, um, yeah. But so you know that's kind of a tip off to me. I didn't listen to the entire Nick Khan deal. I because it just kind of it dropped a few hours before we went on. I had other things to do. I listened to some of it, but um, uh, to me that was a you know, glowing neon sign that they're going to claim a hundred thousand. Right. And that was actually the question I was going to ask you is, you know, going over these numbers, like what will they announce? Like, what will they say? And, and I, you know, it was my notes even before the Nikon interview. And I was kind of wondering what are they going to do? Because they're probably going to want to say 
that they were somewhere near where they were, you know, last time there at AT AT&T Stadium. And that, I think, let me get the exact number that they announced. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I want to make sure I get uh, the exact number they said again. And I was imagining that they did not want to, you know, there's no way. They would either just not announce it, you know what I mean? Like, not publicly announce it, not make it a big to-do. Or, like, yeah, if it got kind of close, if it got to 80,000, okay, we'll round it up to, you know, 101. Or if it got to, you know... 85 will run it up to you know 105 or whatever like that stuff that but they're going to be nowhere close i mean they're they're going to be like you said almost 100 you know you know over you know that that's that's insane that just seems absolutely absolutely wild but um i guess i put nothing past them but i mean that is that's pretty egregious that that's an all-timer for sure they're uh what was i gonna say they uh did you find the number from a few uh, i'm years still ago, trying to find it no? yeah I'll, I'll find it i'll, I'll get it so you know, they're going to sell 60,000 tickets each night, and that's incredible. And that's a lot of fucking tickets. But it's the weirdest thing. Like, I talked about this last week. You don't really want to shit on a company that ha- that can sell 120,000 tickets over a two-day span. 101,763 is what they announced. So, of course, they're going to – Rich, they're not going to announce they did less than they did. Oh, that's what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. And that's what I was wondering yeah. is, like, will they just, A, not announce it at all? Or B, will oh, they no, just get stupid and announce something that's – and here's if, you know what they said. Dave Meltzer said this at the time as well. He said that they were 93,730. Uh, it was what he heard for the WrestleMania 33, which is still – it still would have broken a record. It was still an amazing – In and, the building. In the building, yeah, 93,730, which is a pretty damn great number. I mean, that's not bad at all. Rounding that up, I mean, we know it's WWE math, so they rounded up to 101. I mean, that's you – no, know, ideally, you would just say what the actual number is. But in WWE land, they have to, you know, claim a record, break a record. That's what they do. It's for entertainment purposes only. I think Vince is on record as saying his attendances are for entertainment purposes only. But dorks will still lap it up and say, oh, no, no, that's the real number. (laughs) He's told you. He said literally on conference calls that they're entertainment purposes only. But you dorks will still report it and lap it up. Yeah, you idiots. (laughs) Because on those calls, he has to, you know, he can't lie on those calls because they're saying, hi, we're investors. You can't lie to us. And he goes, okay, well. Those numbers I give you all the other times, those aren't real. These are the real numbers. And people that actually follow that stuff and know that stuff and don't have the brain of a goldfish can just actually follow this and, and know the real business of it. But regardless, yeah, they're going to have to announce more than 101763. So they either don't announce it or, like you said, it's just absurd difference that, I mean, they're going to have to make up a lot of ticket sales in the next you know two days to get anywhere that that's not even just a, an absolutely, absolutely ridiculously absurd a uh, 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 jump from where they are right now at, at at 58 night one and 57 for night two. I mean, that is wild, but you're right. I mean, they're going to do it. Yeah. They're going to claim 105. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going with. They're going to claim 105. <laughs> they're going to, okay. They're going to claim, <laughs> listen, they're going to claim, they're going to claim 102 and then 105. Both numbers are going to be higher than the number they claim last. They can't cl- claim backwards. And they're not going to claim less than six figures. Here's so. the here's the fun thing too, and and um, you know I didn't I didn't go over all the numbers for night two yet, but night one tickets distributed fifty eight thousand one hundred fourteen. Night two, fifty seven zero eight eight. Yeah, uh, Joe, what is the main event of night two WrestleMania Sunday? Uh, I believe it's a talking segment. No. Oh, WrestleMania Saturday is a talking segment. Oh, that's the talking segment. Yep. 
What the main event of WrestleMania Sunday? That would be Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. That would be the needle mover, uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar would be the the main event there. And you're absolutely right in that when they do fake it, they're absolutely going to say that night two had more attendance. You know what I mean? Like they're oh, yeah, not yeah. they're not going to say that Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns had you know two thousand less people than night one or whatever. It will have like you said one hundred five. It will be three or four thousand more or whatever than night one yeah. was. Which even that's going to be farce because it's not even going to be the night that had more uh, uh, tickets sailed. So that's it, it, we're we're at, we're we're ramping up for what should be an incredible uh, weekend of of, of lying uh, about attendance numbers. I mean, this is going to be the all timer here because they're going to want. I mean, and that, I, I guess that might lead into my next question: There, are you surprised that night two has less attendance right now, less less tickets distributed uh, than night one? No, I think that. Um, a lot of people who buy these tickets in advance probably figure Sunday's a good travel day. You know, go on Saturday, travel back home Sunday so you could be back at the office or, you know, whatever it is you do on Monday morning. So, you know, a lot of people either can't afford tickets to both or just think it's too much to go to both. Or maybe you're bringing kids and aren't going to bring kids to two shows or whatever the case may be. So, you know, a lot of people probably think Sunday is just a better option. And then you could travel home on Saturday is a better option. You could travel home on Sunday. You know, I don't know that people – I don't know that the card – it's WrestleMania and it's WWE fans and they're weird. And I don't know that the cards matter. Yeah. I just find it funny that that it is Brock and and Roman that you would assume. I mean, every single thing in this company has been done and geared towards those two guys for a decade, and, and here they are, you know, not selling as many tickets as 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 Saturday. And and like I'm I'm with you. I agree that if I were going and if I was going to pick one, I would absolutely pick a Saturday. Uh, if I get that, like fans might just, you know, say, Hey, and, and pick or choose one of the two. Or like you said, the card doesn't really matter. They're just going for the entertainment show. That is WrestleMania. But with all yeah. that being said, still it's Brock versus Roman. I mean, this is it. This is the biggest match in the company. It's the purported biggest star in the company in Roman reigns. It's Brock Lesnar. It's the guys that beat everybody. It's the guys that win all the titles. It's the guys that dominate every second of the show. And it's as of right now, selling, you know, a thousand less tickets. Than night one, which is just and that's a and listen, that's really a negligible total. Oh, it is. No, no, I just mean like you know, it shouldn't be the same. Like right. if, if with all ahead. the effort, with all the effort that has gone into both of those guys and all the effort that's gone into Roman and supposedly this amazing Roman Reigns run and he's a needle mover and all that sort of stuff and Brock and the cachet of Brock and all that sort of stuff, everything can like it shouldn't be a negligible difference between Charlotte Becky and Stone Cold and Kevin Owens are gonna do something. And Brock versus Rome. I mean, that is literally the biggest match that that company has and the biggest match that that company ha- has built to for years and years and years and years. It shouldn't be a negligible difference between these two nights. I mean, it should be very clear that night two is the bigger night, and it's just not. And and I, I, I just find that kind of funny. Yeah, it should be ahead by a decent amount based on how big the match in theory should be. But a lot of this is self-fulfilled. I mean, you know, it, look, look. If if they just did Brock and Roman on a one night WrestleMania in the same building, that match with the WrestleMania branding, do you think they could sell eighty thousand tickets? I uh, do. Oh yeah, oh for sure, no doubt. Um, but you want to split it because you'd rather sell one hundred twenty thousand tickets over two nights than eighty thousand tickets one night. I mean, they probably sold about eighty thousand tickets. Left. You said what? There were ninety three thousand in the building. Yeah, yeah, ninety three. 
They're in the 80s, no doubt, with sold. So, I mean, they could probably do that again with this match. But they've kind of turned WrestleMania into what it is, which is just it's we talk about this. It's not a wrestling show anymore. It's 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 you know, it's it's not a wrestling show and it's not intended for wrestling fans. It's it's, it's their attempt to grab the attention of the mainstream media, whatever their definition of that is, and 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 to create moments and I know it's become a meme, but you know, to create moments and bring your celebrities and you know it's it's uh it it's and 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 they they're the reason that that match has quote unquote only sold 50,000 some odd tickets because they've split it into two and they've created this monster and it's going to generate more money than it would as a single show and that's really all that matters to them yeah. so you know i don't know you got your talking segment main event on night 1 and you've got your uh you know your world title unification match on night two and they're selling the same amount of tickets. And no, that doesn't make sense on its face. Yeah. But look, if they, they are no longer a wrestling promotion that builds to WrestleMania with good stories, with satisfying conclusions uh, that involve great matches, they're not interested in doing that anymore. Um, so, that stuff isn't what's going to sell, and that's why you see an even ticket distribution. It's just we want to be in the building for WrestleMania. We can only go to one night or the other, and there's plenty of people who will go to both nights. I could totally see why a lot of people would pick the first night. They're not worried about the card. Uh, anything else? Uh, so WrestleMania, we, we know some of the new stuff. We, we know that night one will be main evented, quote-unquote, by... The Kevin Owens, Stone Cold Steve Austin thing confrontation. I I, I do like that the overlords. Can would... I go on a quick sidebar first? Oh, absolutely. Before we talk about that, I was just thinking about this because I just said something that that made me think about this. You know, it's funny how your hardcore WWE fan will complain that AEW doesn't tell any stories, and you know WWE is where you go if you want good stories. And what's so funny about that is WWE's complete and total lost grip on how to tell compelling wrestling stories is like the primary reason that they've lost millions of viewers over the last decade. And yet that's what these people like harp about yeah. constantly. Yet that's the primary reason <laughs> right. millions of people have stopped watching that that promotion yeah the wrestling is, is by and large pretty damn good and has been pretty damn yeah. good for years of course and the production is major league quality production even if we have our problems with it so it's well produced the wrestling there's no issues with the wrestling itself they're all well trained well for the most part well trained excellent professional wrestlers okay the biggest issue with that company the thing that has driven millions of people away is their complete ineptitude when it comes to telling stories and their clear lack of interest in telling good cohesive stories they don't even they don't even care how shitty their storytelling is anymore it's not even of a concern to them when things don't make sense week to week and they haven't made sense week to week for years and it's just so strange that their hardest core fans swear 
that that's what sets them apart. When that's, without (laughs) question to me, the worst thing about the company is their storytelling. It's atrocious. Yeah, and and it's also possible, too, that they think these are good stories. You know what I mean? Like, is is that, like, that they think, you know... Seth Rollins saying, I don't have a path to WrestleMania. What's my path? Like, they think that's a good story. So that might be where the disconnect is. Where you, counter to a that. smart man who understands what good stories yeah. are, say, that story sucks. And them, an absolute dork who consumes no other media other than World Wrestling Entertainment, uh, sports entertainment, would say that Seth Rollins going, where's my path? I have no path. They think that's good. Right. Bianca Belair getting kicked in the gut and losing in six seconds. Like, <laughs> right. That's a good story. <clears throat> Um, I mean, by the way, she's losing, counter- she's losing her hair at WrestleMania, isn't she? You think so? I think so. <laughs> I think so. That go home angle, man. That go home angle. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that. Sorry. sorry. We'll, we'll, because we'll we're going to we'll do all the stuff that happened. See, we broke down the card last week, but a lot of stuff happened this week. So yes. we're going to get all that. But I mean, that's like the weirdest thing to me is that, but I think your answer was simple and both correct. I think that they think that this is good storytelling. When millions of others have said, you know what, this show is so right. fucking I'm gonna stop stupid watching this show. <laughs> that I cannot watch this anymore because even judging it by the standards of wrestling, where we all lower our bars, this is still irredeemably bad and stupid and insulting and I can't watch anymore. There's still Roughly 2 million people who watch Raw and SmackDown every week who say, this is damn good shit. I am so compelled by Otis that I cannot turn away. (laughs) And that's like, I guess just sometimes I forget that that's where these people are approached, that that's their, like Ryan Satin thinks that these are good stories. That's what you're telling me? Like he thinks this stuff is compelling. I guess. I. I mean, I. I have a really tough time like getting my brain around that. But every single week, I'm reminding of it. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I watch, I follow tweets, I see these things, and it's like you know, RK Bro does like generic, terrible comedy, and it's a bunch of laugh fry emojis, and I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Oh, well, here's okay. <laughs> well, let me stop you again. I can actually understand why someone thinks RK Bro is funny. I don't think RK Bro is funny. There have been a couple zingers that there have been a couple lines that Riddle has tossed out there where I may have chuckled. But overall, I don't find the act amusing. But I could see why others would. I I get that. What I don't get is how they go on and on about how great the storytelling is. And my whole thing is is that just shit these people say. Because they feel like they that's their trump card? Or do they truly believe that the storytelling is really great? Or is it? Or are they just parroting? Because the company's narrative is that they tell stories. Right, right, right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I have a good answer for that. That's We've always said, like, one of the things we should do on the show is try to, like, bring on... Like, it would be, it'd be a terrible show, and there's probably no way we could actually do it. But, like, bring on, uh, 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 you know... A, a, hardcore a, a hardcore WWE fan and just try to have an earnest conversation with them. I, it would right. it, it would be almost impossible because we're just in. It'd be almost impossible ways. because it's it, it we'd be talk past each other and also they would be they would feel attacked because there's two of us and one of them. I'm gonna lose my mind. I, I you know what I mean? Like it, it'd be very hard to pull off. Um, but I'm curious if it's if some of it some of it has to be they're just parroting. 
Right. Because every wrestler in that company, when they do media or when they're feeling defensive about the company, what's the first thing they pull yeah, out? They say, well, we tell, we you tell, know, we tell stories. compelling stories. We tell stories. That's the line. Sort of stuff. We yeah. tell stories. And that's been the line coming out of their wrestlers since like the 90s. Oh, well, we tell whenever they feel backed into a corner or threatened or insecure. Oh, well, we tell stories. You know, we, 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 we're storytellers. We tell stories. And the reason they all do that is because you know they're hearing that from their bosses. That's the company messaging. Internally, that's what they pound into these people's brains. That's why everybody spits that back out. And I think as a result, the fans start parroting that stuff too. I, I, I don't have any doubt what you're saying. I think that there are probably some people who genuinely think that these are good good solid pro wrestling right story. right right and, and in the same token like you know to me one of the best stories you know mjf and cm punk one of the best you know recent wrestling stories several of those same people will then on the flip side say well that story is terrible because this this and this and ah, what a bad story and uh, there's no story and, uh, and it's so i i guess we're just watching two different things because like that i can't imagine watching and following that wrestling story and then following and watching you know this kevin owens thing and thinking yeah yeah one of these is good and it's definitely kevin owens you know challenging Stone Cold to a confrontation on uh, night one of WrestleMania Saturday or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, the, I can't with imagine. A, with, a bald, with a bald wig. <laughs> right, right. Or a car angle. We got a car angle. Did you see the car angle? We had Brock Lesnar. With the Usos and Roman? <laughs> we have a car angle. <laughs> you talk about the Uso and Roman one yes, where yes. someone tried to kill them? Yeah. Yeah. A car which, angle. That, right. So that's – okay. That's a great example. Is that what these people are talking about when they say WWE tells great stories? Somebody using a forklift – to attempt to kill Roman and the <laughs> yeah. Usos. And then during a the commercial break, we're supposed to think they might be dead. Like, is this what they're talking about? Like, you think I'm joking, but I'm being a hundred percent like earnest right now. Like, is that the kind of thing that some people think in their opinion is good storytelling? And I don't know, because this is the kind of stuff that I think was fresh and irreverent in 1998. And then they haven't really stopped doing all of these same things in the last 25 years. And I think culture changes, people change, and that has run off millions because we've not only seen it all before, it's never good. And is it just that these people think that that is good or are they parroting the company line or is it a combination of both? Because you hear it a lot and it just hit me before earlier when I mentioned they don't tell good stories. I said it flippantly. I was like, well, they don't look, it's WrestleMania. They're not building it with good stories to lead to dramatic conclusions and great matches. It's WrestleMania. It's just about creating moments anyway. And then while I'm saying that to you, I'm thinking, now, wait a minute though. People <laughs> do think stories these are good stories. Moments stuck. Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't be so flippant about like, to me, I just take it like for granted that they even know they're not telling, but okay. Let me ask you this. Do you think they think they're telling good stories or do you think honestly in the room they know that their shit sucks? Oh, no, no, just... no, 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 no way. They think it's good shit. You think they think it's good shit? I don't know that everybody in the room thinks it's good shit, but I'm sure that a few of the top decision makers think it's good shit. See, I'm always torn on that because uh, one hand tells me what you just said. Vince is like, yes, it's good shit. I think, Vince, I think Bruce probably thinks it sucks, but can't say it sucks. Also, Bruce right. is kind of an idiot, too, so he probably thinks it rules. Actually, you know what? I'm putting Bruce in the... He, he gets it. 
Yeah, you know what? No, I, I think Bruce knows that everything they do sucks, but he just has to say it's <laughs> yes, good. Yes. I think he knows it's because Bruce was around for good booked and for well booked wrestling. You know, he came from uh you know mid south and Houston and all that. He knows. He fucking knows. But Vince is the one I'm torn on because on one hand I can totally see him being like, this is good shit. We tell stories. But on the other hand, I can also see him being like these people don't remember anything. It doesn't matter. We can just do this instead. I don't, if I can't remember, they can't. Yeah. Oh, you're right. There's probably a little bit of a, a little bit of B. I think there's probably an aspect of, ah, who cares? They're dumb. Our fans are idiots anyway. That was a month ago. It doesn't matter. Right, right. We're doing this now. You know, I, because there was that one story that came out that that was a real Vince quote. Someone, a writer brought something up to him that was inconsistent. And he looked at the writer and said, if I can't remember, then my viewers don't remember. And that's, and you know, and that's, at that point, if you're a writer, what do you do? You just shrug your shoulder and go, nothing fucking matters. Because this guy just doesn't give a shit about things like right, story right, right. speaking sense. Or I think he story. probably, I would say probably the majority of stuff he thinks is good. Or he just, like you said, there, there's not really that much care put into it. It's kind of just, ah, whatever. They're not going to remember or care anyway. But I... I don't think he finishes a raw after he's rewritten it 17 times and says, this sucks, whatever, let's just do it. You know what I mean? Like, he probably thinks it was good. You know, the famous stories of, like, these horrendous shows and they end and he goes, that was good shit. You know what I mean? Like, the the December to December, like one of the worst shows ever. And he thinks it's great. And it's like, all right, I don't know then, man. Like, Paul, what did you think? And Heyman's like, well, I'm going to quit. This is the worst thing I've ever been a part of and I'm quitting. That was terrible. I'm embarrassed. I think it's one of the worst things I've ever been associated with in my life. Vince. It was an excellent show with an excellent finish. What are you talking about? Right. You know, and then as the story goes, they're on the plane. They're on the private plane leaving town the next day. And Vince is looking over uh, fan reviews from the various websites and seeing how it was being universally panned. And he got mad and slammed his computer shut and threw his glasses and couldn't believe what he was reading. So and that's all documented. Right. So that, the, that's uh, what I say, like, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he thinks they're good stories on a week to week basis, but I don't think he has any interest in. Oh, it's no, very no, no, no. The days of him, like sitting down long term. Yeah. Planning out eight months in advance, a year in advance. No, I mean, there's, there's been some recent examples of him saying, okay, well, the WrestleMania main event next year is going to be X versus Y or whatever, but that's different than like actually plotting out. Okay. We'll have this guy do this subtle thing, you know, and then nine months later we'll play it off and, 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 and work it. No, he's not doing those sort of stories anymore at all. Like that's they used to all the time. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that, it, that's why it's so funny because people. I'm now will giving say, 100% credit to Pat Patterson for all the good stuff. By the way, I think is that fair enough to do that? I think I'm going to do that now. Good Royal I Rumbles, mean, good stories. I'm doing that. I'm giving 100% credit to Pat Patterson. I think Patterson always got a lot of credit, and I think maybe she get more. And I think that Vince Russo broke it for good. You know, I, I, I that's the way I look at it. And you know, and it's funny because people will see. I'll use the Bianca Belair example again. They'll see her get completely embarrassed and jobbed out and humiliated at SummerSlam. And they'll convince themselves that it's part of something bigger. It's not. It's the, it's the right story in their minds for that night. And then they just take it as it comes afterwards. If you think they put one second of thought into what they were going to do with Bianca Belair beyond the Becky return, you're crazy. They don't. 
they thought about what would work for that crowd that night, and they did it. And it was, all right, we'll deal with Bianca Belair later, or we won't. It doesn't matter. And, you know, that's why their storytelling does suck and why it has run off millions of people. Because eventually, no matter how many chances wrestling fans give them, and wrestling fans, people say wrestling fans are like the worst fans. They do more complaining. than and, and that might be true, but they're also patient as fuck. I mean, it takes people, it took people years and years and years to give up on WWE. And now just finally, people are slowly kind of done with it, you know? And, and, and and anyway, that, I was just thinking about that. I just, it's just this idea that this is the place where they tell all these great stories. And it's like, they don't tell any good stories. All their stories are shit. I I don't know how, how does this happen? I, you know, I, you know, he would never do it. I'd love to get like Ryan Satin on here to explain this. Oh, I feel like he's yeah, someone that's... well like, he would never do that. <laughs> that's never happening. So how many times I call a guy? We might have to aim a little lower than that. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. So. But someone like that, you know, like yeah. would, that would have to be like Louis Dangor or something would have to come on here and maybe your, your boy Raj. I bet Raj would do it. You see Raj's new one? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, is it Today, that you're getting Raj mad that saying... you don't like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens? Is that the one? If yeah, Raj said, and I'm paraphrasing. If you aren't excited about seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin in the main event of WrestleMania, then you can never come to a wrestling show with him. And it's just like, right. listen, man, he's not wrestling a match. <laughs> At least we don't think he is yet. No. <laughs> and it's like, uh, look, I'm glad he's excited, and other people are. I, you know, that's fine. I, but I. Listen, you know what I compare it to? And people think that we're unfair because it's WWE, right? I have the best comparison for this. Steve Austin doing an interview segment and giving Kevin Owens a stunner at the end of WrestleMania. I've, I, listen, I have less than zero interest in it. It's no different than when Japanese promotions bring out two retired legends to do a talking battle. Yeah, they sit in the chair. Yeah, they're, they're in chairs in the middle of the ring and talking. Yeah, And they do a talking battle. I couldn't care less. I would never watch that shit, even if I understood the language. I'd hand wave that. No interest. It's so there's your comparison point. Okay. So I mean, you know, so maybe you're right. Maybe Roger's the guy. Look, I've been trying. Well, I tried. I was gonna attempt to be one of the talking heads on a wrestling ink post raw or post SmackDown <laughs> podcast yeah. that they do on YouTube. Um but, uh, you know, I your application got lost in the uh, well, the person I was trying to nudge to try to get me on that was like, that's not going to work. That's not going <laughs> to work because I just want to get on there and be the voice of the other of reason, you know, and like, yeah. no, this segment sucked. because you know, I, and I also think it'd be good because then like the wrestling ink like fan base could get exposed to me and maybe we, you know, because it's like. There got to be people who watch or listen to these other shows that that if they were just exposed to something a little anyway that that's neither here nor there. But um, anyway, what what let, what were we gonna do? We were gonna what were you about to talk about before I cut you uh, off? Well, I was gonna talk about Bianca, but but I think you've you've segued nicely into the Stone Cold Kevin Owens yeah. thing, which which we do have to discuss here. Uh, I do love that the Overlords at Wikipedia still. My guys, they are still not listing it as a wrestling match because they are smart enough to realize that this is not yeah. a wrestling match. So it is not listed as an official match. There are seven matches for night one, seven matches for night two. 
the the Stone Cold thing is not listed among the matches for night one because they are smart and they realize that that's not what it's going to be. Because if it was going to be a match, they would say it's a match. They're not saying it's a match. It's not a match. So you can get excited about it if you want to. You can get excited about Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out and they're going to talk on a promo and he's going to stun Kevin Owens. You can get excited about that if you want. That's fine. But you have to understand why some people might not be excited about that considering it's happened like 20 times over the last decade. So, yeah. But... There are still people, you know, that, that, that for some reason are like, oh, man, here we go. And it's, it's, it's main eventing night one, which my question to you was, first off, Charlotte and Ronda will not be main eventing night one. There will be no women's match main eventing any of the nights of WrestleMania. Last year we had, what, Sasha and Bianca, right? None of them. Yeah. So we, we have... A talking yeah. thing with a near sixty-year-old and Kevin Owens. That will be the main event of night one. Are the uh, are the stopwatch? I was going to say I have my stopwatch, Joe. I'm, I'm clicking on and off on my stopwatch uh, and wondering where that counts in terms of uh, stopwatch uh, uh, clapping. Is that the, uh, the the current wrestlers, current women's wrestlers, are we sitting out while you know a fifty-eight-year-old Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out and uh, and throws a stunner to Kevin Owens? So, well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't looked, I hadn't approached it from that angle, but you, you know, I'm just saying, if Tony Khan pulled a move like that, bumped the women's main event out for, I don't know, look in the stopwatch, yeah, a, a Chris Jericho talking segment, <laughs> right? Right. I, I'm curious how that would go over. I'm probably I don't not think well. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think probably very well. not well. Yeah. Um, he's think. getting harassed as we speak because there's only one women's match on the ROH show in two days. Sure. So, uh, you know. Um, just no, I out, ju- hey, for no reason whatsoever, let me put my stopwatch away, put it in the drawer, it's away. Just thought that was kind of interesting that that's, that's what's happening there. But uh, yeah, and then like it's, it's hard to get super excited about that thing anyway. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like we talked about it a little bit last week. I'm sure there are people, I get it, but like, I don't know. Have you watched... <laughs> Have you watched this company any time in the last decade? Like, it's not unique for him to come out. But, I don't know, maybe they'll brawl or I don't know. Maybe they'll do something to make it even more enticing or whatever. But I think it's been so many bells and whistles and so weirdly sort of branded that there's no way that it's going to be anything more to me than, you know, him coming out, stunner, beer, going off the air with his hands in the air, you know, cheering everybody. I mean, Kevin Owens isn't giving this guy a package pile driver, right? Like, that's, that's probably not how this is ending. No, I mean, and if if they if he was going to do a match, they would have announced it by now because that's going to draw more interest than doing kind of this vague thing where we're not sure whether they're going to do a match or not. So at this point, it doesn't seem like they're going to do a match unless Austin has a, a change of heart. I'm sure it'll get physical. Um, I don't know. It's just it's weird and it's, it's kind of desperate and, you know, cause they wanted to put the hundred thousand in, they're not going to get there even with stone cold, even with all these celebrities. Um, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I, I don't know. I, it's just not for me. I don't know what to say. Like I get it. I get that Kevin Owens himself is probably loving this. I mean, good for him, but I don't know. That doesn't mean I have to like it. Like I have to, I have to be into this because Kevin Owens is thrilled about it. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so, you know, I, I've seen that kind of idea floating around too. That's like, um, was this a Raj tweet too? Did he, did, did he do the <laughs> chaser thing where he said, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, here it is. He said, uh, all right, so he threw out the one where he said, um, if you have a problem with Steve Austin ending WrestleMania, that's cool. It's your thing, but we can't go to wrestling shows together. Look, I don't have a problem with Steve Austin. <laughs> problem with it. I'm just not I, excited about it. Yeah. yeah, I just, yeah, it's not a problem. I mean, I know he's not talking to us directly. And then he followed it up after some banter with uh, someone said, Kevin Owens went from doing nothing for months to being one of the top guys for months to literally main eventing WrestleMania. That's what I care about. The fact he's doing it with a guy he grew up idolizing makes it better. That was a, a, a reply guy, a reply guy. And then Raj quote tweeted that and said, I would guess this is going to be the best moment of Kevin Owens career. And he would attest to that. Just my guess. Look, that might be true. Um, and that's great. But again, I, I you know, I don't know why that's that, that's not going to still not going to compel me to care. No, no. Just like I, I didn't care. Uh, WrestleMania one, uh, when they had buddy Rogers go out there and beat the fuck out of Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? It was stupid. I hated it then. And I hate it now. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying buddy to, Rogers. I, somebody brought that up earlier. I think I'm trying to think of the best comp for like WrestleMania one. What would have happened? Like, what would the WrestleMania oh, one oh, main okay. event be the best? Like, so we're talking 1985. So Stone Cold Steve Austin, what are we, the heyday 1998, right? I think that's I was probably. so confused. I was like, that wasn't on my Coliseum. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Mine was just Hulk Hogan and, and Mr. T, you know, beating Roddy Piper, you know, Orndorff with the rogue cast. And yeah, it was, it was a good win for uh, Hogan and T. But no, let's, uh, so let's say, so 24 years ago was Austin's peak, right? Is that safe to say? If we say 1998 was his peak. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. So, okay. So if 1960. I <laughs> 1960. Yeah, 1961. So, who's your WWWF star in 19? I maybe added one. Did I add an extra W in there? I don't know if I did. Who's your your Worldwide Wrestling Federation superstar uh, in, uh, in 1961? That's gonna come out and beat the fuck out of Hulk Hogan. Is Bobo Brazil gonna come out and work him over? Why? Well, I, I, I don't think that company was even existing then, right? Did it? I think you nailed it. Like it'd be Buddy Rod. Like Tony Marino is gonna come out and <laughs> work over. <laughs> Tony Marino, everybody. I, 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 yeah, I mean, um, ludicrous. Johnny Berend is going to come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's absurd. I, yeah. Look, I, I can't argue. Absurd. Uh, but we're excited. Yeah. Hey, if you're not excited about, <laughs> look, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I get it. I mean, look, but that's the thing is, like you, t- it's not even novel. Like he's done this many times since he's retired. We've seen this before. It's not even like the return of Stone Cold after many, many years. And he's, he's been the WrestleManias. He's been on Raw. I don't know. I, it's just, it, it's all right. Well, that's your main event night one, I guess. Uh, you know, good for Kevin Owens. Great. Thrilled for Kevin Owens. I'm really not. I don't care whether. Can I just be honest about it? I don't care whether Kevin Owens care. is happy Yeah, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't affect me. Again, this is like the wrestlers are my friends thing. I don't care. Uh, I, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, give a shit. Yeah, like, I'm not mad at him, but I'm also not like, well, I got to respect the fact. Yeah, that well, I don't, I don't like it, I, but he's fine yeah. with it, so I'm fine. Strange. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll watch it, and we'll see what they do, and, you know, he'll eat his stunner, and. I don't know. We'll gear up for night two. I, I don't know. But now, to be fair, Ronda and Charlotte, that feud's not exactly setting the world on fire and probably doesn't deserve the main event, right? Agreed. No, I agree. Yeah, it's not like, yeah, I'm with you. So, which is weird. Yeah, it's it, again, this is a victim of their own, you know, thing that they're doing. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty wild. It, it's, it's, I get it. I so get that's why. That's the hottest thing. Then maybe yeah. you do end the show with Right, it. right. 
but that's just an indictment of the company. Exactly. Yeah, that's a like if this were a hot company, if this were a hot company running their biggest show of the year with all of their hottest angles and matches, you'd open the show with Kevin Owens eating a stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know how I know that? They've done that before when they bring people back and they open WrestleMania with it, whether it's Hulk Hogan or, you know, whatever. Didn't Stone Cold open a WrestleMania a few years ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Joe, WrestleMania 30. And... WrestleMania 30, he came out with uh, Hogan and, uh, and The Rock or whatever, and they did yeah. their little promo thing. Yeah. And then they got out of the way so the show could happen. And it's like, you know, now we're closing. Sh- we're getting to the point where now we're not just bringing these people back. We're closing the show with them. Yeah. Because nothing else. The main is hot events are. Oh, hey, the real stars here. Cool. They can main event now. Yeah. So. Wow. I don't know. All right. Let's what talk about happened? this Bianca uh, Becky thing. Uh, that's the only yeah. match I really have any <laughs> care about. Well, I guess we have to talk about the Cody thing. Brock too. and Roman. Brock yeah, Brock and, and Roman. Roman Becky. Uh, and, did you and... see Roman pop the rating off for his quarter? I did. I did. I did. We so were wrong. okay. So let me ask you a question. Let, why does? Why does Roman? Why do his quarters never really do anything special on Fridays? Was it the novelty of him being on Raw, you think? Mm. Because there's some Fridays where he's in the biggest quarter. There's some Fridays where he's not. He never gets to kind of spike for a quarter or hasn't in a long time that he got on Monday. In fact, Sasha Banks had a, had that kind of spike a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. Uh, but Roman doesn't seem to get that. But he he came to Raw and during that promo. Now look, it was positioned on the show where they normally get a bump, but it went well above and beyond that bump. So he he genuinely popped the quarter. Do you think that's just okay? Roman on Raw is kind of a did the brand split work for once? Is basically my question. Yeah, perhaps it does. It, it is pretty interesting that that did happen. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's see if it's some sort of trend or something like that too. It's it's hard to say if it's just like a one time deal or or whatever. But no, I mean it's significant. It's not it's not nothing. You know, if when he when he bombs in the quarters, we'll tell you. But yeah, he, he popped a good quarter, so good for him. Did you see today that Toxic Attraction popped a quarter on NXT last night? There you go. Hold on, I'll pull this up real quick. Um, we won't spend a, a a lot of time on this, but we always talk about how the Mandy Rose push didn't work. And I still wouldn't would make that argument, obviously. But uh, I thought this was interesting. Toxic attraction. If you look at the graph, um, now it was top of the hour. But Brandon Thurston, WrestleNomics, he does keep the trend line, and it was well above the, the typical rise that you get for a quarter hour. The Mandy Rose Toxic Attraction live promo, and uh, then they did an angle. Unless you want to credit Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams having a promo uh, uh, in that quarter hour as well. But um, two interesting quarter hours this week, Roman on raw and uh, toxic attraction, top of the hour uh, popping a big quarter hour for NXT. But anyway, you may continue. Uh, so Bianca and, and Becky. So this is for the raw women's title. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of the build on, on Monday, but uh, they're getting big into this hair cutting thing. It's been back and forth of, of pulling on hair and now we're cutting hair and on raw, the go home angle of raw is Bianca, the baby face, putting Becky in a sleeper hold and then cutting off a bunch of her hair. Um, well, my prediction was that they would cut Bianca Belair's hair within six months of her debut on the main roster. So I was wrong about that. one. Right. But, uh, maybe they haven't been able. Yeah. I think we got to start that countdown clock. Unfortunately. Wouldn't that be something if she loses to Becky in nine seconds, like a geek and then Becky cuts her hair. Let it play out, though. Um, 
I mean, it could happen, right? You can't. It could. Yeah, I'm not discounting. I mean, I don't know if it is going to happen. I don't know if it's def. I mean, but I, I, yeah. There's that that lasting image of her holding up Becky's hair. I was just like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. I don't like the look of that. Like, very rarely does a uh, you know a baby face go into a show standing tall like that and then just go and beat Becky and win her time. You know what I mean? That's a lot that you're using. It's a lot of heat you're putting. You know, you're doing where she cuts her hair and beats her for the title. Maybe. But I don't yeah. know. I'm a little worried. A little worried about that. So. It, you're, uh, you know, you have reason to be worried. They, I could see them pulling that for sure. That's them. All right. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Brock and Ro- uh, Roman. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. I don't know. What, what do you... Yeah, I mean, Roman will probably win, I think. Um but again, it it is an impossible company to predict anything, and 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 Vince right, we, really we go back a couple years ago. Go back to the the last Brock and Roman thing. We probably spent thirty minutes talking about, um, you know that match and predicting how Roman and the the beginning of the Roman thing, and then Brock just beat him. You know what I mean? So who knows? Vince really loves Brock, and and um, he probably wins sometimes when he shouldn't. I like when he wins. Um, because I, I again, I, I still think Brock, even after all this time, still feels special. And I also like that there's a Schadenfreude aspect to it because I know a lot of WWE. Oh, fans it's the best. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we will be the last people on earth that still find Brock hilarious and great because yeah, there, there's. I actually do enjoy some aspects of Brock. I enjoy the colors he turns. I enjoy his sweating, and I enjoy I enjoy the match style too. And I enjoy that everything kind of feels important, and it feels like it has gravitas and all that sort of stuff. But I also enjoy it because then I go on Twitter, and everyone's just like, "God damn it, this guy sucks! I hate him so much!" And then he just wins again, and then you know, it's just the best. Yeah. So I I'm with yeah. you, man. I, I fucking love it. Yeah. I, I hope it all, I hope it never ends. I hope these guys 62 years old and just comes out. Yeah. And they're like, no, not again. <laughs> make it make sense. Why is he beating everybody again? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I like that it works up <laughs> their worst fans. I, I do enjoy that. Um, it's the one match I think on the two days that I'm genuinely interested in. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. And it's it's the last one on the second day. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> sit through a lot. <laughs> um, seven hours, you will be rewarded with uh, with Brock and uh. Or maybe just five. It might just be two, three-hour shows. I forget what it was last year. But well, big, big dick Nick did not say. I, you know, as again, I think he said on the podcast, and I was only half listening. That they're not setting any. There's no time constraints for this one. We're gonna tell our stories no matter how long it takes, and that's a scary proposition. So um, these shows might be egregiously long. I don't know. Um. So we'll see. Didn't last year's WrestleMania, or was it, like you said, time is kind of a, just a concept at this point. But wasn't there a WrestleMania that just wouldn't end? Was that last year? No, 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 or no, was no, no. That... Last year, Last year they had, it was it was pretty good last year. Last year they, they had split it up into the two. It wasn't too bad. The COVID uh, WrestleMania was fine as well. The one you're thinking of is probably 35. Year that. 35 was the one in New Jersey. That we were there for many a week and then we all went home. Yeah. Uh, that and that one never fucking ended. I think you're right, because that's the one that ran late and then nobody could get public transportation and everyone got stranded. Yes. Cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, East Rutherford's beautiful this time of year, so that's fine. I'm sure it's no problem. It's but. not. It's not beautiful at all, ever, any time of year, East Rutherford. Um, it's literally a swamp, Rich. It's, <laughs> it's quite lots. literally a swamp. It's a few stadiums and, uh, and a swamp, yeah. It's... Built on top of a swamp, correct. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I'm afraid these shows are going to be super, super long. Um, only seven matches though for each. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. Video packages. Cause you know, everyone's watching for the first time. Um, and just all the other assorted bullshit they do. Elaborate entrances. Isn't, uh, all the geeks are in the battle royal on SmackDown, right on Friday. Uh, they are, yes. <laughs> yeah. Let me get the. I have the least yeah. list of geeks here. If you'd like, uh, yes, uh, I would to like see this because many of these geeks are among champions. Champions, <laughs> they're Bush commodities. Yes, uh, former superstars. Uh, oh crap! Did I lose the geek battle royal? What's the? Uh... Oh man. No, like is it Seth on SmackDown? It's on SmackDown, right? On SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you said. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me. The uh... geek battle royal has been moved to SmackDown. <laughs> They're calling it WrestleMania SmackDown. WrestleMania SmackDown. We had WrestleMania Raw. Uh, WrestleMania Backlash coming up very soon as well. Oh, Is there man. a WrestleMania NXT UK? Uh, not that I know of. They won't even call. They won't even. They, they hate NXT so much that they're not even going to let it uh, uh, be. Oh, Is, why can I not find the fucking list of people in this Is match? there a WrestleMania NXT level up? Uh, yeah. Do you know a couple like a couple? Can't say no. Like, maybe. I was on the peacock looking for the level up and couldn't find it. <laughs> Can't even find. Why? I don't even know whether it's on the. Why well, I want to. I want to ch- listen. I work hard. I wanted to check it out. Um, but I, I can't find-, find out who's in this geek rumble. Who cares? It's it, Finn Balor's in there. Ricochet's in there. A bunch of the geeks are in there. Otis is, or is he on? Uh, I, he's on. The- sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Boogs. No boogs. No boogs. No, 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 no. Boogs on yeah, the show. I just want to say boogs. Um, is Tozawa in the okay? Battle? I got a list here. United States champion Finn Balor is on the Andre the Giant championship. Uh, yep. championship. Uh, Apollo Cruz, yes. Commander Aziz, right. Damian Priest, Bad Bunny's not in the wow. house. Damian Priest is on the Geek Battle Royal. So thanks for remember him. when he was getting the mega push. Yeah, yeah. Because they tell stories, Rich. Yep. They tell long-term stories in that company. Uh, one half of the dogs, <laughs> Robert Rude. One half, yes. Jinder Mahal. Uh-huh. Eric. Ivar. Madcap Moss. Right. Mansoor. Okay. R-Truth. You know, Mansoor has a lot of uh, Battle Royal experience. He, he does. Wins, he won the Battle Royal in Saudi Arabia. So um, if I were on commentary, I'd bring that up. We'll see if, uh, we'll see if uh, McAfee yeah. did his homework. Our well, truth will also be in this battle royal. All right. Uh, Shanky. One of your favorites. Oh! Shanky. Shanky. <laughs> if you would have told me Shanky was cut, I would have believed <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you would have told you, is Shanky in the Memorial Battle Royal or was he cut nine months ago, you would, I, it, it, it'd be yeah. a 50-50 chance at best that you would. <laughs> Shanky. Shanky. Shelton <laughs> Benjamin and Cedric Alexander of the, the Hurt Business. Shanky. <laughs> you know, Shelton Benjamin had to go on Twitter and let everyone know he wasn't cut. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah. Uh, Akira Tozawa. Yeah, the Karate Man, recently engaged Karate Man. 
Good for him. The ninja. Yep. Because he's Japanese. Yep. Uh, Drew Gulak. Okay. Drew Rhymes Gulak. with attack. Rhymes with attack. Yeah. And then the, I believe the also recently engaged Reggie. You know a lot about these people getting married. Well, on, on, on Raw, didn't they both uh, propose to the uh, I thought uh, love you interest? meant like a shoot. I thought, no, oh, I don't know if Reggie got shoot engaged. I was like, congrats to I was a wife guy for like 10 years now. No, no, no. Akira was a wife guy. He's been a wife guy. That's right. I, I I don't know. I thought you were, you know, stalking yeah, their Dana Instagram Brooke pages. Dana Brooke and uh, Tamina. Yeah. Uh, are there, yeah, uh, yeah, chicken fight and everything. Yeah. Company's garbage. <laughs> Can you imagine? So bad. Okay, well, there's your, there's your WrestleMania double preview. There you go. Um, that's everything? We hit everything? Yeah, that's, well, not really, but I don't want to hit it Last anymore. week we did. Yeah. That's all the new all. shit. Okay. I'm hyped. I'm yeah, not hyped, get, Rich. Get Rich I'm it. not hyped. Uh, brief aside. Listen, you got to come back from Alaska. And you <laughs> got to watch these like watch a these. week after they happen. And that's the worst. Like, <sighs> live is tolerable. You know, I'm kind of glad. Listen, you too. This works out for both of us that the baseball lockout happens because they backed the season up a week and they're still playing the 162 anyway. But now it doesn't interfere with WrestleMania weekend and it doesn't interfere with Alaska. So you get to come back from your vacation, settle in for some White Sox baseball, right? Mm -hmm. I can watch WrestleMania weekend uninterrupted, do some work for the paywall. I don't have to worry about having the Reds game on one of the fucking four screens because there's no baseball till the seventh. That was a nice break if you're a baseball fan and a wrestling fan. It would have been really yeah. brutal. This weekend is already pretty brutal. That would have been yeah. unbelievably brutal. I mean, you have the Final Four coming. I mean, there's people that that are correctly, yeah. you know, pred- you know, talking about WrestleMania specifically on Saturday. Oh, you got UNC versus Duke in the Final Four. Those mm-hmm. guys have never played before in like the NCAA tournament. It's for yeah. the Final Four. It's for Coach K's potential last game, and that's a huge basketball game, man. So huge game. I could see a lot of people saying, "You know what? I'm good." I mean, you're you're competing with that on that level. I mean, that, that's that's a tough thing to compete with. Yeah. So lockout worked out. You know. So what the fucking the seventh is a Thursday. So you know Thursday yeah. you'll be back by the seventh, right? Uh no, I will still be gone. But still Jesus gone. Christ, how long are you in Alaska? I'm not not that long. Well, actually, my, uh, as we were doing this podcast, uh, my flight got canceled, so I don't know. Maybe oh. never. So yeah. alrighty. But my connecting flight did not get canceled, so this is going to be an interesting uh, thing. Oh so, my god! Yeah, it's it's cool. I'm not leaving in like you know, eighteen hours or anything like that. It's fine. Take your time, guys. Whatever. Why do you always have problems with things? I don't know. You always tell me, yeah. "Oh, Rich, it's fine. Oh, Rich, it's easy." Oh, Rich. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> you have Look at all this. these problems. Look at this. Uh, I don't make these up. I try to do the simple thing. I try to waltz around and not check in and not bring my luggage and do all this sort of shit. And this is what happens, Joe. I never do connecting flights. I always am worried about connecting flights because I always am like, oh, I don't want to miss a connecting flight. I don't want to miss a connecting flight. Yeah. Finally, I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to miss a connecting flight. It's never happened before. Why don't I? You know, this is why I don't do things. This is why I get upset. I'm- I'm like, Rich, listen, just I've been cheating on my taxes for 20 years. Just cheat your tax. And then he gets audited yeah, immediately. Yeah. We'll call from the like, uh, I don't, it's just incredible. Our shyster calling me. <laughs> These things that happen to you that don't, it's like, <laughs> I got you VK run real Wall bad. I got VK Wall Street on the phone. Yeah. The guy buys a new car. He finally splurges for a zero miles, roll it off the lot vehicle. He runs something over in the road a week later and doesn't have his car for like four months. Like these are real things that happen. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's not a lie. I wish, I wish, I wish I were making them up for the show. But uh... you know, it's 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 really crazy. You run pretty bad. It's a good thing you're not a gambler. <laughs> it's a good thing because you run real bad. You know, 
you, you know, you, you, you're probably a cooler too. Like, are you a cooler? I would never go to a casino with you. I'd be like, get away. Oh from no, me. none of my your... friends have ever won money anywhere near me, anywhere yeah. in my vicinity ever. I don't want your energy near me. Yeah, Just get away energy. from me. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the fucking yeah, yeah. Send me to the bar or send me to the sports book so I can right. you know, sip on some Go drinks, away. watch some games, and, and yeah, it is incredible. So hopefully I'll go to Alaska. I guess maybe, I'll maybe you'll be in Alaska. Maybe we'll I'll see. Be around to talk some uh, media. So yeah, it's fine. I only have like a bunch of other non-refundable parts of the trip. That's fine. We'll figure it out. Anyway, anyway, um, let's do a quick okay. Aside. Sean Cedor. Sean Cedor. Oh. He's saying NXT level ups on Hulu. Here's the fucking thing, Sean. Okay? <laughs> I got the fucking Peacock because the network is on the Peacock. You got the Peacock Plus? The Peacock Premium? I got everything. You know me. Okay? Just I pay for the convenience. Couple bucks. And the only reason I got the Peacock is because they're fucking... I can't use my workaround with the VPN anymore with the, the fucking beautiful, lovely old network I can't use anymore. I shouldn't have to go to Hulu. Everything should be on the Peacock. Why should I have to go to Hulu to watch Level Up? Why isn't it on the Peacock with the rest of the content? I got to go log into another app? I'm not putting that much effort into NXT Level Up. I'm not doing it. I should be able to go into Peacock and the WWE Network tab, and there should be a little fucking box that says NXT level up and I should be able to click that box and then all the episodes of NXT level up should be there. Seems like a reasonable thing to uh, expect. Shouldn't I be able to do that? Rich? Like, yeah. It does sound like something you should be able to do. Now I got to go looking on Hulu. I'm not doing it. The network's supposed to have everything. I don't need to see NXT level up that bad. If I got to go to Hulu now, I don't even know if I'm paying, but I think I'm paying for Hulu. I don't even know. I think it came with the Disney bundle with ESPN+. Plus. In fact, yeah, I do have Hulu because I watched all those sketchy NCAA fucking tournament games a couple weeks ago on ESPN+. Plus. So I got that. But that, that's not the point. It should be on Peacock with the rest of the network, Cedor. Am I, I mean, seriously, why should it be on another app? For sure, you're you're right. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty ludicrous. It is it is the current game we live in these days. But uh, all right, a quick aside before we get to the the rest of WrestleMania weekend. Uh, do you want me to give a uh, an AW Dynamite spoiler? You are usually a spoiler free man on these uh, episodes uh, of the flagship. But... Speaking of Dynamite, I don't know when I'm doing Thursday TV reviews. I just thought of this because yeah, you're watching watch like five WrestleMania weekend shows, so I don't know what you're gonna do. But uh, I was gonna bring that up, but I figured out ah, Joe's got a plan. I'm sure he figured that out. I have no plan. Okay, so eh, well, so maybe maybe I'll do Thursday TV reviews in the wee hours tonight, and you'll get five straight nights of wee yeah. hours content. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. You get no ratings though. Well, I could do the ratings tomorrow. I don't know. Whatever. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, do you want to? Do you want? We have we have an update on the debuting. New woman in a. We know who the new woman is. We do know who the new woman is. You want it? Uh, who is it? Yeah, I want it. It is one Tony Storm debuted. That's good. It's a nice shot. The bunny uh, looked good, as far as I could tell. Uh, a little bit I was able to watch uh, while I was doing this show, but yeah, looked good. Uh, I bet seemed, she looked good. Seemed yeah yeah <laughs> seemed in great shape. Seemed ready to go, and uh, yeah. Yes. So, um, great great pickup. Obviously, an easy pickup becomes one of the best women on the entire roster. So no brainer. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Um. 
Now, if I'm Tony Storm, do I sit home and just make 100K a month on OnlyFans and never take a bump again? Absolutely. Yes, that's exactly Jesus what I do. Christ, yes. um, but if she wants to, you know, she's 25 years old, 26 years old, whatever it is, and um, the wrestler is rich. They like the thrill of the pop. They do. And for now, she could do both. So good for her. And she's there, and it's a no-brainer signing. And, um, you know, good for her. She She got put in that horrendous storyline with Charlotte where she kept getting bukkake every week and getting pies thrown in her face. And somehow that was supposed to get her over. And obviously you'd be surprised, Rich, that did not I get her over. I, getting, I thought getting humiliated every single week would get you over eventually, but right. no, it didn't. no, oh. no, hmm. that, right. that's not a good, uh, not a good way to get a baby. Make, write this down in your notes. Okay. One second. One second. I got it. here. There we go. Got you want to get a baby face over. Okay. Baby do not. Face. Constantly have the heels throw pies in their face uh-huh. every week. Okay. That doesn't work. Um, so she checked out the lay of the land. She saw how she was booked. She probably thought long and hard, looked around and said, you know what? It's never happened in here. I'm not going to be happy. And she said, I'm leaving. And she walked out and good for her. And there she'll no doubt be booked better in the place she's going. Um, I'm still buying the stock in her becoming a significant women's star. I don't know if it's a lock, but I would buy the stock. She's got that special thing that you can't teach. She looks like a star. She carries herself like a star when she's not having the confidence beat out of her. Um, Like what happened on raw or whatever it was. Um, It was raw. Yeah. It wasn't SmackDown. Um, Or maybe it was SmackDown. I don't know. doesn't matter. Um, So yeah, it's, it's a no brainer pickup. And I guess you always want to do this segment real quick now and squeeze it in, or what do you, what do you yeah, want to do? Yeah, let's do that, just because it's it's, so, it's top of mind. But yeah, Tony Storm's in. Uh, Athena and Nixon Noel are, are the other two that we're not quite sure about just yet. Uh, per Fightful Select, Athena, they're her and AEW are in a quote-unquote feeling out process uh, as well. So uh, maybe both parties kind of you know thinking of if, you know, is this something we need to do? Is this something you want to do? Is this something we want to do? I don't know what the read is on that. That does That's... I guess feels like we were kicking tires or something. I don't. I, I don't know that. How do? You, how did you read the quote unquote feeling out process? Because I don't know. A lot of these other people, I don't think get feeling out processes. I'm not sure what 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 you know. It's either a yes or a no for me. But may, I don't know. What do What do you think? I don't know what Athena's mindset is. That's and, what I mean. Is it, it is somebody and, on some end is kind of like, eh, yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, if I'm if I'm AEW, if I'm Tony Khan, if I'm advising Tony Khan, I've seen Athena's entire career from her earliest beginnings locally in Texas through every other step of the way. And I have to tell you, I I don't know if I would recommend hiring her. Um, I don't think it would be a bad hire if they brought her in, but I could also completely understand if they weren't interested. Um, She's got to be in her early thirties at this point. So it's not like she's a burgeoning young prospect with a incredibly high ceiling. I kind of think she is what she is. And that's a mid card wrestler. Um, she's also had some devastating injuries. So there's an injury history. There's an age consideration. I think we've seen her ceiling. Um, if she was 23 or 24, I might be more bullish on it. Um, I, I don't think she can cut a promo. I think uh, she had a lot of trouble cutting promos in NXT. Um at, at, at her peak, she could have a great match and do things that a lot of people can't do. But I've also seen her have some 
matches that aren't so great, and I've seen her be in matches that fall apart. Again, I don't think she'd be a bad signing, but I would totally understand if someone wasn't interested in signing her. And if it were up to me, I don't know. I suppose if the money was right and I talked to her and, and she made a good impression on me, it could be some, she's someone where I'm right on the, right on the fence and I could be pushed either way on her. I don't think she's any kind of no brainer signing at all. I, I don't view her that way. Um, where do you stand on her? Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I think, you know, a decent piece if you absolutely needed, you know, roster depth or whatever. But I don't, yeah, I, I've never been that big of a fan of her. There was a time where I thought she was really, really, really good. And like you said, I think a lot of the injuries have kind of piled up. There's, it, I don't know, it's it's not somebody that I think is an essential part. Like, there, some people are like, I cannot believe, like, how could you not sign Athena if she's available? And I, I don't see it that way. I see it, yeah, you reach out, you talk numbers, you talk, you know, where are you at? Where's your head at? What kind of push are you want? Like, that sort of stuff I think is totally fair uh, to kind of discuss with her. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's, like, a day one call that you have to call Athena and you have to hire her. Like, Tony Storm, I, I do think. Yeah, I mean, Tony Storm immediately adds to the, you know, the roster immediately offers something that, that, you know, that they need on that, in that roster. She's, as you said, 25, she's pretty damn good. She's marketable, all that sort of stuff. So I, I get that. And, you know, I think Athena's a good roster piece, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that I, I, I would be, you know, going nuts to make sure I sign her right away. It's just, yeah, there's, there's... I think Tony, I think Tony storm has way more upside. Oh yeah. Me. Always. Always. And go, go back and listen to the show five years ago. And we'll tell you that. I mean, yeah. When we started, and it's progress. not an either. Listen, I, I'm not even saying it's an either or thing. Oh, no, no, you no, can no. Yeah. both. You can sign them both. Let me ask you this. Okay. If you had to choose, would you rather have Athena or Mia Yim? I think Mia Yim. I think I go with Mia Yim too. Um, if you had to choose, would you rather have Athena or Nixon Newell? Now, similar injury concerns. That girl can't walk across a ring without blowing out a knee. She's had the worst luck with those knees. Uh, she's a little younger than Athena, but who would you rather have out of those two? I think I would rather have Athena right now, just because I don't know if 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 Nixon's body Nixon, can hold up to wrestle. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, to wrestling. The, the thing with Nixon, and I guess we'll transition to her, is I know that Regal is incredibly high on her, so I kind of see that one as a lock, presuming she wants it. I think you're going to see her come in because I think Regal's probably pushing for it. I mean, he's been very public in his support. I don't know if you're aware of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with tweets and things like that, he is a huge, huge fan. And I'll tell you, when she was coming up on the European indie scene, I was a huge, huge fan. I mean, she was just someone who, again, jumps off the screen as this could be a star. And, her, you know, she just, I mean, the injuries have just been yeah, very similar to Athena, just devastating injuries at the worst times possible. Um but I think if you bring in Athena into AEW right now, is she leaps and bounds going to give you more than Ruby Soho, Mercedes Martinez, Jamie Hayter? And this is kind of their middle-class women's roster right now. And I'm not sure I'd push her ahead of any of those people. No, I just, yeah, not maybe, really. Maybe, maybe Ruby, but I think Ruby's a better talker and, and is more charismatic. Ruby jump, jumps off the page a little bit more. Uh, she does times. yeah you know it, you can you know get down to the in-ring and all that sort of stuff and the, but yeah I, I just like the overall look and presentation i think ruby's got a little bit more going for her than, than athena has yeah and and uh 
you know, I'm not sure that if you like if you bring in Tony Storm, she has an opportunity to at some point be a main event wrestler in the company. I, I don't think you could say the same for Athena. And I don't know if you could say that about Nixon anymore either with her injury history. But I think you'll see her come in. And with Athena, I mean, I don't know. It, it, the, the Fightful report was kind of very wishy-washy about uh, from the AEW standpoint. Eh, you know, maybe some minor feelers. I'm not stunned by that. I mean, I, I'm just, I, I don't know, I'm not. I, I'd be, I, I'd have more confidence in her if she was a better talker, for sure. That, you know, her promos are just, I think that's not a great. major, major detriment right now for her. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. But um, that was that uh, Fightful report that kind of made the news rounds on, I guess it was Tuesday. Um, and I guess Tony Storm is in as of tonight. So, uh, that's a great signing. That that one's the no-brainer of the three to me. Yeah, oh, certainly. You know, and that's someone who will leap ahead, presuming, you know, she performs at the level we know she's capable of. Uh, she will leap ahead of a lot of the women on that roster um, almost immediately. So, uh, you know, I, she's not someone who I think will get caught kind of like if you bring in an Athena, I'm not sure she rises above some of those names I, I threw out there. You know, you could throw in your Anna Jade, your Ty Contis as well into that group if you want, where, you know, some of those people are going to eventually get over and some of them won't. And that's just how wrestling works. And I don't know that Athena is head and shoulders, you know, above any of those people right now. Tony Storm, I think, has a higher ceiling than a lot of the people I've named and a higher ceiling than Athena. And I could totally understand why they made the steal and brought her in. Yeah, I'm right with you there. So there you go. I know you're mostly spoiler free. I will not tell you anything else that happened on uh, on, on on Dynamite, but uh, he did get the debut of Tony Storm. Pretty good match. You know the Dynamite lineup this week is tremendous, which means it's going to do like 790. <laughs> right, nobody will watch it. Everybody, everybody will say, "Wow, what a good show! This is going to do well," and then nobody's going to watch it, and it's going to point three two awful in the ratings. Yeah, then there's going to be a week that the lineup looks like absolute garbage. You're going to say, "Nah, nah this is going to be a bad one." That's going to get one point three million or whatever. Yes, at a point four. Yeah, there's no yeah. sense. Ratings they, are, that's are always how I don't, I don't understand either. All right. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. And I just want to let you know about a brand new sponsor we have for the network. It's Eufy. And let me tell you a little bit about their newest product, the Eufy Video Smart E330. This isn't your everyday smart lock. This is a smart lock, a 2K camera and a doorbell offering triple the security and triple the convenience. Instead of loading up your door with a bunch of different devices, you install one, and it takes care of everything in a complete package. It's not just about the home security, though. The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. You can let each member of your family get a password. You can monitor their movement in and out of the house. You can keep an eye on your packages. You can check in on your house while you're away. There is so much you can do with this product. Best of all, it is easy to install and set up. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. Leave that drill in the toolbox. The Eufy has keyless entry, a 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, a rechargeable battery with a four month lifespan, two-way audio from the lock, enhanced night vision, 24-7 customer support, and you'll love this, none of those pesky monthly fees. 
Yuffie sent me a Smart Lock 330, and I've loved it so far. It allows me peace of mind when I'm at work or when I'm away on one of my patented vacations. Plus, it helps me keep track of deliveries to the house, saves me a trip back to the car if I just need to run in for something and I forgot my keys, and the two-way audio system works well for those unwanted guests at my front door. No, I do not need new siding or windows or a roof. Thank you, though. You can simply tell them you aren't interested from the comfort of your couch. Now, are you ready to ditch the others and join the Eufy revolution? Of course you are. Get started today by searching Eufy Video Lock on your search engine of choice. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can finally, once and for all, gain complete control of your door. Once again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock yuffieofficial.com slash video lock and we thank them for sponsoring the voice wrestling podcast network at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What do we got next? All right, so you ready to get back into a WrestleMania weekend now? There, there's oh, a few yes. different ways we can do this. I have a game for you, Joe. Oh. We can, do you want to play the game now? Are you ready for the game now? You got a game, you I say. have a game. You know what? You're going to get it. Okay. There's the music in the background that people can hear. It is the, the classic Who Wants to Be a Millionaire theme music the in the background, all right? I can't hear the theme music. Well, imagine in your head. You've seen Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? I want to hear theme music. Why don't I get the theme music? Well, it's just impossible, know. huh? No, I, I guess you do it, but you do it on your phone. I got a professional operation here. Literally in the background. Well, well, Rich, that's the charm. I'm the... <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm the fly by the seat of the pants yeah, guy. Yeah, you're lo-fi, like, lo-fi Joe over there. So yeah, people understand that. You know, that's that's you know that's part of the gimmick that you know. And who? What do you mean on my phone? That's a professional soundboard I use. For the, for, <laughs> I don't know what you're. Is it actually yeah, your phone? I've always wondered if it's your phone. It's your what, phone. Is music? there just like a? Is there a video that's like nine hours of the <laughs> the match game song or whatever? This you mean? Now there's two songs playing yeah, at once. Awful, awful radio. It don't ruin my radio. Uh, okay. Yes, there's a YouTube video with 11 hours 11 of hours. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Love it. All right, so this is uh, 20 minutes, but I have it on repeat, so we can have, we'll get a few minutes out of this. All right. Every year, Joe, we make somebody mad with our WrestleMania weekend games. One year, we got we raised the ire of uh, the men in charge of absolute intense wrestling by making fun of one of their WrestleMania weekend cards. We've had wrestlers upset at us. We've had promoters upset at us. We've had fans upset at us. We've had everybody upset at us. It, the tradition must continue here. With this year's WrestleMania weekend game, Joe, I have 20 different names here, okay? 20 different oh. names of wrestlers. 10 of these wrestlers are real wrestlers that are wrestling on WrestleMania weekend this year, coming up oh. in a couple days. The other 10, and this the inspiration for this was Fred Moreland, who, who writes for our website, Flagrant Wrestling on uh, on Twitter. We are going to use 10 names from the Cornellverse. Are you aware of the Cornellverse at all? No. This is from a, a game that I'm sure you've played many hours of. Total Elite Wrestling, the wrestling uh, uh, simulator game. One of your favorites, okay. I'm sure. 
it is the fake universe of wrestlers. So, uh, you know, they, okay. they ship the game. It's not allowed to have the real wrestlers in it, you know, off the bat if you're charging for it. So you have to use fake wrestlers at first until you just immediately download uh, a real roster. Right. You know, thing. But but people started becoming, in, they started enjoying the Cornell verse and started using it and saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to use some of these people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some of these wrestlers. I'm going to, you know. So it became kind of a thing where, where these, they kind of took on a, a life of their own, these Cornell, Cornell verse. Uh, wrestlers. So I have 10 wrestlers from the Cornell verse, 10 wrestlers that are actually wrestling on WrestleMania weekend this weekend. So I'm going to ask you, Joe, I'm going to say the name and I, I need you to tell me, is this a real wrestler or a fake wrestler? Okay. Can you do that? Got it. Yes. Right. So if I were to say Shanky, you would say real, real. And you'd be correct. Okay. All right. So that's the test run. That's just that easy. It's just that easy. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Soda Pop Superfly Hendrix. Soda Pop Superfly Hendrix will kick us off here. There is no way that's a real wrestler. Fake. Final answer? Final answer. Who wants to be a millionaire? Nah. Soda Soda Pop Superfly Hendrix will be wrestling on Texas Style Wrestling's Unfoolish Business. Doe, you're 0 of 1. In my own backyard, too. Yeah. Excuse for that one. So you see how it works. You got it. O of one. Still plenty of time. Twenty wrestlers for you to vote. Good to do here. So if people don't know, like Joe has no idea about what's actually going on at WrestleMania this year. If you think this is like a, a, a gimmick or something, like literally two days ago, Joe's like, "Hey, what, you know, what's going on with this show? Who's on this show? What's on this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we have well, a, it's on the website yeah. if you want to check it out." But. So. Doesn't look doesn't look like the best weekend to be no, honest. No, so, so I, maybe yeah. maybe you're, you're you're smart here. All right, we'll move on to the next wrestler here. I put these all through a randomizer as well, so the, the order might uh, no go off off the rails here a little bit. But um, the next wrestler is Phil Noir. Phil Noir, like film noir, like <laughs> noir in that sense. I suppose, yeah. Phil Noir, yeah. Fake. Final answer. Yes. Phil Noir will be wrestling on Insane Hardcore Wrestling's Extreme Combat as well as Turning Point Turmoil Roughhouse. Phil Noir. And yes, the gimmick is that he's like a new... His, 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 his picture in all the match graphics is in black and white. I kind of like oh. it. I actually kind of think I like Phil Noir. <laughs> it it's actually looks pretty he, clever. So, Is he a private dick? I, yeah, yeah, yes, I hope he is. <laughs> I, I really, I've never seen Phil Noir ever, uh, but I'm excited in checking out some Phil Noir. I don't know if he can wrestle. I don't know if the gimmick's actually funny or not, but um, I'm excited about checking out some Phil Noir. So, okay. Is he going to ask a question to yeah. a sultry redhead in a tight <laughs> right. dress? You got to tell me and what I want to hear or what? <laughs> and she's going to take a drag from her cigarette. She's going to say, what's it to you? Right? Is that what? <laughs> Who wants to know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It depends who's asking. <laughs> I love this character. I can't wait. Yeah. Phil Noir. Incredible. Good for him. Uh, all right. You ready for the next one? You are O of two. Still plenty of time to get on the board, though, here. All right. Jess E. James. Not <laughs> the road dog. Not, right. Not Brian Armstrong. Okay. Right. Not the dog. Not whatever the hell they call him in TNA. Uh, one of the three live crew members. No, this is Jess E, middle initial, James. Jess, middle initial, E, James. So not like the uh, TV star that was married to Sandra Bullock? 
<laughs> no, not that one either. Yes, correct. There's also that Jesse Knight. No. Um, real. Final answer? Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, Jess E. James will be wrestling at Texas Mania 3 Hybrid Mania 2. Yeah, see, the game wouldn't use that because it's too close to a real wrestler. Right, right. So, yeah. Smart, smart for you. Okay. You are one and two so far. So, all right. Next. Good thing it's a good thing it's a three-hour show. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take a little while. We'll, we'll get moving here quickly. Uh, duplicate, duplicate, duplicate. Man, that'd be good for the Chikara game. Fake. Ding, 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 ding! Congratulations, duplicate is indeed fake. That's a good. That's a good name though. That's why I picked that one. That is real close. Dupla Kate. Dupla that's Kate. a female wrestler. Uh, I, I I do not know, but I'd imagine yes. That uh, okay. in the, in the in Cornell the verse, that is a, uh, a yeah. wrestler. All right. Next one is Lou Gotti. Lou Gotti. Oh, a man I know that near Lou, dear to your heart. I'm sure. You don't know I know that Lou Gotti. I know that Lou Gotti's a real wrestler. Yeah. Ding ding ding! Congratulations. He'll be on Texas Mania's Global Wrestling Federation this year. So you, you are Lou aware Gotti's of Lou Gotti, the, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, and I threw a few in here that I thought you were going to get for sure. So, all right. Sure. Lucas Mucus. Lucas Mucus. Lucas Mucus? Lucas Mucus. That is a garbage pail kid. <laughs> Lucas Mucus. Are you old enough for garbage pail uh, kids? Only slightly. Kid? I am aware of them, but I don't think I ever actually watched the garbage pail kids. Uh, fake. Ding, 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 ding. You're on a little bit of a streak here. Lucas Mucus is indeed fake. So you are now four and two here. You are, you're... Can I walk you through my mindset? Yeah, go now. ahead. What do you got? I don't know anything about TEW, but now I kind of have a feel for how they name their wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm getting I'm getting confident. Okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Lucha the Third. Mr. Lucha the Third. Uh, a lot of lucha gonna, shows. A lot of lucha shows. There's a lot this of lucha weekend. shows. We're in Texas. There's lucha guys all over by the border. I'm gonna say it's a real wrestler. And Mr. Lucha is from the Cornell verse. Good, good. Does the, does the Cornell verse have a Mr. Lucha the first and second? <laughs> yeah, as well? that I do not know. I, I will have to, uh, have to ask trio Fred. Team? I'll have to ask Fred or if there's an astute uh, a TEW uh, uh, person in the chat room right now. Well, one of these dorks in the chat room surely knows <laughs> so. Sure. so yeah let us know if there is a lucha mr lucha one and mr lucha two so i love how i refer to our most loyal and highest paying customers <laughs> as dorks <laughs> as a bunch of dorks listening to us while dynamite's going on or while dynamite's over now yes. so they have no excuse but uh anyway okay so you are uh that is four and three uh, with a few more left to go here funny bone funny that's bone Funny Bone's a real wrestler. Funny Bone is indeed a real wrestler. Turning Point, Turmoil, Roughhouse, and Dark Arts Entertainment, and full blown pro wrestling's Ghoul's Nights, uh, Ghoul's Night Out. You, you should have Bone. done this with wrestling shows this weekend. <laughs> I'd have an equally difficult time. <laughs> I told you, yeah. I, you're Ghoul's just saying Night Out. Ghoul's Night Out, Joe. What can you tell me about Ghoul's Night Out? You're just saying word soup. These are not even like, what is this? These are just words. Rob Love. Yeah, you know that could that could be a real wrestler, um, but it could also be a very low effort <laughs> fake wrestler. Uh, so I'm gonna go with that's a fake wrestler. Eh, 
Rob Love will be at Texas Mania River City Wrestling this weekend. So you are not... low effort real wrestling. (laughs) Low effort real effort, yes. Rob Love. All right. I'm sure he has hearts somewhere on his gear. (laughs) Yeah, Rob Love. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe a pair of sunglasses. What's his theme music? Yeah, what's his theme music? Yeah. He comes comes to the ring with a valet who's also his real-life girlfriend, right? Yeah, for sure. It's like totally that kind of guy, you know? And... uh, yeah, that, that's that's what Rob Love is all about. <laughs> Rob Love. All right. Um, circumsexy. Circumsexy. Oh, well, th- you know what? That's – I don't think the game would get risque like that with the, with the play on words about circumcism. So I'm going to say that's a – sadly, I'm going to say that that's probably a real wrestler. You would be correct. Turning Point Turmoil Roughhouse is uh, a lot from Turning Point Turmoil Roughhouse. I will say that. Uh, uh, it's we, we that is the, I think that's the end of Turning Point Roughhouse, but uh, yeah, there, there's been plenty uh, from there <laughs> so far. All right, Max Heights. Max Heights. Bake. Uh, Max Heights will be at Texas Mania Three, New Texas Pro, Cowboys from Hell, and also on the iconic Heroes Wrestling Excellence Old School Hustle show. So you are incorrect. That second show's fake. <laughs> Iconic Heroes Wrestling Excellence Old School Hustle? No, of course not. It's happening <laughs> on uh, Thursday, March 31st from the Rogelia Theater, Fort Worth, Texas, 7 p.m. So, no, it's no, real. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. Rockin' Ryan Turner. Rockin' Ryan Turner. Fake. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, indeed. Rock and Ryan Turner is fake. Uh, update in the chat room. Matthew Allen says, yes, there are two other Mr. Luchas in TEW. So thank you, you dork, Matthew Allen, for, for doing that. Rockin' Ryan Turner sounds like a guy who would get a push. Yeah, he would. Yeah, for sure. Nice, nice, nice haircut. Nice, tight haircut. You know what I mean? Good tan. Yeah. Good body. Yeah. All right. Mark Smart. Mark Smart. Yeah, I think he was on a he was on six oh five with Mike Jackson. So. Uh, fake. Ding 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 ding. And then, indeed, Mark Smart. That's a little too on the nose. You know what I mean? Which is, yeah. well, I guess no, nothing is too on the nose in, in this current wrestling landscape. But Mark Smart. Uh, Mark Smart. That's like a uh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta be winning here, right? I'm uh, winning. You are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh wait, one second. One second. One second. One second. I think I might have missed. You are seven and five. So you were doing well, doing well. A few more left to go here. All right, you ready for this one? Yeah. Atom Smasher. Atom Smasher. Fake. In the game, that's like a demolition road warrior kind of character. I could see it now. That's that's a fake wrestler. There you Very go. Common. You are indeed correct. Adam Smasher yeah. is a fake wrestler. That that also could have worked in Shakara. The problem is Shakara is not around anymore, so a few yeah. of these are definitely getting like Adam Smasher would absolutely be a part of the you know the destruction. What was the name of the the the, the destruction guys? Blast McMassive and uh, what were they called? Blaster McMassive and uh, one of them got canceled. I forget which one. They all get canceled. Or maybe they all t- Tom, Tom <laughs> the devasta- the devastation corporation. Devastation yeah. Incorporated. That's it. Yeah. Which one got which one got canceled? I don't know. Okay. But they were Thomas Sharp was one of them and uh, uh Blaster McMass. Did you say Blaster uh, McMass? Yeah, I forget what the two of them were. The, the... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, all right. A few more left to go here. Mark Carney. Mark Carney. Oh come on. <laughs> Fake. Fake. You are indeed correct. That's an easy one that Mark Carney was a layup, so you got lucky there. All right. 
Horton Raverwood. Tag team partner of Mark Smart. Yeah, Mark Smart, Mark Carney. Yeah, that's no Mark Carney. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. These are good ones. I like this one. Horton Ravenwood. Horton Raverwood. That sounds so stupid that I'm gonna say it's real. And that is unfortunately a TW name. You are right though. Horton Ravenwood would be on like one of those uh, the, the Leapfrog or whatever they have to rebrand as now. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Horton Ravenwood. It's like you know. Yeah. <laughs> what are they called now? Anything. They have a name. Don't say anything. Else. Just let's drop. Okay. It. Don't say anything. Machinko. Oh, she's real. Final answer. Yeah. Yeah, you're correct. Machinko will be on Dark Arts Entertainment and full blown pro wrestling's Ghoul's Night Out, as well as Zello Pro. So, okay. Yeah, Machinko. She. uh no, I'll tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you are eleven. And six, so you you will you will leave with a winning record, no matter what. So this is all you're just playing for a playing a run up the score now. Three more left to go. You ready? Yeah. Theodore J. Liftington. Oh, that's fake. Theodore J. Liftington. Final answer. Yeah. Oh come on. He uh, will be wrestling on the This Is Manly show. Now you're this say, that can't be a real show. This is Manly, Saturday, April 2nd, 7.30 p.m. from the Tulips, Fort Worth, in Fort Worth, Texas. I don't know if Theodore J. Liftington is somebody else. Like, I don't know if it's a, if we're doing like a, uh, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we're doing a, a, a Kaiju Big Battle thing where, you know. They're somebody. doing gimmicks. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is actually a real person or not. Uh, Theodore J. Liftington. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two left to go. You're, you're going to win no matter what, but... How much you're gonna win? We'll find out here. Bear Bukowski. Bear Bukowski. Bear Bukowski. Real. Eh. Now, 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 here's where you can, and maybe you can take some umbrage with this. There is a bear wrestling at Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise. Masa Slamovich is gonna wrestle bear. We don't know if it's a real bear, somebody in a bear costume, but it just says Master Slamovich versus bear. So if you want partial credit for Bear Bukowski, I will give you that. But, but... I, I'm not going to take it. Okay. And why? She's Russian, so she's wrestling a bear. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> That's the gimmick? <laughs> what, funny. Who, that, that's <laughs> it's so kid, funny, that's Joe. I don't know why you're not that's laughing. That's I don't know why you're kid. not laughing more at that. Are you kidding? Come on. What was wasn't there something at the can at the canceled Tampa WrestleMania where somebody was wrestling like a, a, a fucking flock of bats or something? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that happened, Probably. Joe. Sure. Probably. All right. So uh, this is the final wrestler, final question here. You are uh what are you? Eleven and eight, so I'm a winner. You're a winner no matter what. A winner is a winner, but um yeah. shooting star Perez. Uh, this is a freebie anyway. I'm going to say real. Eh. Cornell verse for shooting star. Perez. So uh, just to recap, the real wrestlers this weekend are Soda Pop, Super, Superfly Hendrix, Max Heights, Phil Noir, Rob Love, Theodore J. Liftington, Circumsexy, Funny Bone, Jess E. James, Lou Gotti, and Machinko. Thank you, Joe, Machinko. for playing. Machinko. 
Machico. There's no N. Oh, I'm sorry. Machico. Yeah. She wrestled uh, Britt Baker on Dark a couple years ago, Machico, and I could not believe they used her. I guess I'll just leave it at that. But, um, yeah, that's a that's a Texas wrestler. She used to hang out with Teddy Hart, Rich. Oh. But there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> Say no more. Okay. Former <laughs> Teddy Hart Ballet, Machiko. <clears throat> former former cat handler, uh, Machiko. Oh, you know what? I wonder if was she... this the Yeah, I think I've uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You go <laughs> anyway, okay. Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> so, uh anyway, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's WrestleMania weekend. Those are some of the wrestlers on WrestleMania weekend, Joe. Uh, now the time everybody's been waiting for. Do you have a path of glory this year? Are you ready? To, are you prepared to give the Joe Lanza path of glory? We all, everybody wants it. Everybody needs it. It's a tough, it's a tough go this year, but I think you can do it. I can help you lead. I can help lead you through it if you want. Cause sometimes you don't come in with it ready to go. You know what I mean? You come in and, and you need me to kind of list off the shows and, and list off where to go. I can do that again. I have them all here. I've done them. I know I'm like the back of my hand, unfortunately. Um, do you have a prepared path of glory or do you want me to read the shows and you can give me a path of glory? My path of glory is don't go to any of this shit. No. Um, listen to flagshippatreon.com. <laughs> Five dollars here. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I have a path of glory of audio I'm doing. I have the fifth, the 14 shows that I'm, that I'm planning on watching and none of them. There's only two shows of the shows I'm watching and reviewing that overlap. And I have, I'm going to have, I'm going to be watching the two screens at once for those two shows. And I think that's NXT stand and deliver going on at the exact same time as the WrestleCon USA versus the world. If I'm not mistaken, I think those two are airing at the uh, exact yes, same 11 a.m. Yeah. That's both at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah. So I'll have the, yeah, I've got the four screens. So I'll have both of those going at once. Now, those are the only two shows that I'm doing that overlap. So, um, you know, if you look at the shows that I'm doing Thursday, I'm doing Glory Pro, Bloodsport, AAA, and then the Mark Hitchcock Super Show. Friday, I'm doing Jersey Championship Wrestling versus LA Fights for the Culture, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and Impact. And then Saturday, NXT, USA versus the World, uh, Texas Mania 3, the Gulf Coast Wrestling Alliance Show, and then WrestleMania, and then Sunday WrestleMania. So. If you follow that path, and that's on the Patreon, that whole schedule, there will only be two shows that go head-to-head, and that's NXT and WrestleCon. Um, I picked all those shows. Now, I, I did – when I picked those shows, I did try to make sure I mixed in some variety, got some shows from all of the different venues and those sorts of things. So I didn't necessarily pick what I thought were maybe the very best shows. Plus, there's a lot of shows that aren't airing anywhere. That I didn't, I, that I couldn't choose, even if I wanted to. So, if I were to pick a true path to glory, it might differ a bit from the shows that I'm watching for the reviews. And and, uh, and in the past, a lot of your paths have been if you're going there live as well. Yeah, is an important factor. Then you might be able to help. That is the factor. Yeah. Yeah, and and you might be able to help a little bit with like you know the, in terms of knowing how far these things are and how to get to these things or whatever. So, I guess do you want me to run you through the days and you can kind of you know take a note or say, okay, that show. Yeah. That show. No type of thing. We can come up with the, you know, if you're attending it live, your glory. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. I've got the schedule up. I think Thursday, there's only, there's a standalone show at 11 AM. That's glory pro. So that's easy. Yeah. 
you're there at 11, that's your show. Blood Sports, a standalone show. Again, that's easy. So you go to that. Uh, assuming travel isn't an issue, that 5 o'clock window, you got to go to AAA. You have to. Got it. That's an easy one, too. Um, then the next window, I think you skip MLW. See, I think you skip anything that's MLW because it airs on TV at some point later. So I don't think you really need – they're just TV tapings. So from that standpoint, I think you don't worry about MLW on either of the days. Um, what I would pick in the na- that next window, that like 7 o'clock. See, you could go to something at 7, but then – see, I I think this is I dinner would go, time. This is dinner time. I think, yeah, because I would go to the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show at 9. Mm-hmm. I would pick that over Janela Spring Break. I would pick that over Control Your Narrative and everything else that's happening. I would pick it over MLW. Over Ghoul's Night Out? Over Dark Arts Entertainment and full-blown pro wrestling's Ghoul's Night Out? Are you sure? As much as I like Machiko, I would have to go with the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show. The reason I picked that over Janela Spring Break would be because, you know, the Spring Break was a fun novelty and diversion the first couple of years. I think that, you know, because it was different. Now that it's kind of the tent pole WrestleMania weekend event, it, it kind of like, I liked it. I liked it as a sideshow and the weird diversion at midnight. I don't like centering my WrestleMania weekend around it. And they've kind of lost their charm over the years. So I would go to the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show over Janela Spring Break as my third show that day. Yeah. And then. If you have to, if you haven't had enough after four shows, GCW Planet Death is running unopposed, so you go to that too. Five shows Thursday. Oh, all right, so, so that is the, uh, the 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 official Thursday is Start at Glory Pro Rust Cemetery Gates uh, at 11 a.m. from the Fair Park. If yeah. you were there, uh, then you head over to the. Uh, you stay in the Fair Park. You're good to go. Josh yeah, Barnett's Bloodsport. You're good. So you're yeah. good until uh, you know five six. Uh, then you're gonna head out to the uh, Fairmont Hotel. Uh, in Dallas for uh, AAA Invades WrestleCon. Then you're going to stay there, maybe get some dinner nearby, and then uh, go to the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. And then if you desperately, desperately need wrestling that goes until like 3 a.m., uh, you can watch GCW Planet Death on that Thursday. Right. And see, the first two shows, you're in one venue. The second two shows, you're in the other venue. So that works out good from that standpoint, too. And you could take – there's going to be – you're going to get an hour or an hour, or an hour or two in between there where you could have dinner as well between – the Triple uh, A show and the Mark Hitchcock show. So, all right, that's Thursday. Friday, oh, man, <laughs> Friday. you only get one option at 11 a.m. because Booker T didn't sell any tickets. He oh no, unforeseen so. circumstances. Joe, what are you talking about? The unforeseen circumstances where nobody bought tickets to this shit, and we are canceling the shows. So, you have one option at that 11 a.m. window, and that's JCW versus LA fights. Uh, that show will run what till about two or three, right? I would say, yeah, it starts at 11 a.m. I would say probably until two or three. So you're, what you're faced with next is either MLW for the culture or the Zelo pro. What I would do in that window is go to for the culture. First of all, it's the best lineup out of the options. Second of all, you, again, you're staying in the same venue. So you should show up at 11 a.m. You relax. And you watch two consecutive shows back to back. Okay. Next, five o'clock, 
you go to New Japan. Yeah, now you might have to. The, the unfortunate part about that is you may have to leave for the culture early. I don't know how long that show is going to go, but it starts at three. New Japan starts at five. Yeah, you might well, have to, you know, you do some watch clocking, you know, or, or, or do some no, you, you know, clock watching, you know, look at the Google Maps, kind of assess how long it's going to take you, and, and you might have to bail. New Japan is is one of the shows that you must see if you're going to this weekend. I don't think you have any excuse to miss New Japan. So if you have to leave for the culture a little early, you do it and you make your way over and, uh, and, and, and you go to New Japan. This is where you're presented with the first major problem mm-hmm. of the weekend, though, because the two shows that I would not want to miss, period, the only two, are New Japan and Ring of Honor. And they're only two hours apart. So you're going to have to leave New Japan early if you want to make it on time for Ring of Honor. What I would do is watch the entire New Japan show and miss the first couple matches of Ring of Honor. But there's no way in hell I would go to Dallas and not go to the, those are the two, two. I mean, to me, those are the two best shows of the weekend. Uh, the Hitchcock Memorial shows up there, but that's always a standalone show. It's a different kind of thing. So I, I don't see how you can, you know, be faced with either going to Ring of Honor or like Guava Mania 2 and picking Guava Mania 2. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, Ring of Honor is also going against the the Gringo Locos Lucha show. But if you're going to AAA the day before, I mean, you don't need to see Gringo Locos Lucha show. I'd rather go to the AAA show if I'm going. If I want to see some Lucha, I'm going to go to the authentic shit. I'm going to go to to an authentic promotion and see the AAA show the day before. So I'm going to New Japan. I'm showing up at Ring of Honor a little late. Uh, That's how I'm handling that. No, I just did. I just tried to do the Google Maps because obviously you're going from the Fairmont Hotel in, in Dallas to the yeah. Curtis Colwell Center in Garland. Right now, and, and I got, you know the area more than me. Right now, it says 25 minutes to get there. 22 miles, 25 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it is what it's nine. It's 10 o'clock at night, but you know, I, I think that's. Does that seem unrealistic as a possibility on no, a look, Friday? Look, you have to miss something. You're either leaving New Japan early or getting the Ring of Honor late. I'd rather watch a main event and miss a prelim. Yeah. So, and then from there, um, the late, the, the night, and then I'm going to, uh, impact at nine o'clock. Now, again, you know, you're missing, it's, there's only a two hour difference, but you're staying for the whole ring of honor show and you're missing a match or two on impact. See Friday's messy. Yeah. Cause you got to go back to the Fairmount hotel too. So it's just going to suck. Like, but that's the problem with that ring of honor card is like, it's good. Like, you almost wish that Tony Khan would have said, fuck it. Because it would make this so much easier to, to figure yeah. out what to do with it. Because then you could just stay at the Fairmont Hotel. You're there for Lone Star Shootout. You're there for Impact Wrestling. You could stick around for the, the last half of the night, like you did on Thursday. You're there. You eat some dinner. You're good to go. This, it's tough, man. You're going to go to Lone Star Shootout. You're going to watch the whole of that show. You're going to get in a car. You're going to drive a half an hour. Go see Supercard of Honor. Then you got to go right back again. But, I mean, you, you can't miss. That Impact card looks plan. great. You want a plan B? Yeah, what's your plan B? JCW versus LA fights for the culture, New Japan, stay for the whole show, and go to Martinez. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, because it's in Arlington, right? So that'd be a lot closer, right? To uh, skip Ring of Honor, ROH in the mud. Go to Mar, go to Mar, go to Martinez. Skip Ring of Honor. Skip Impact. Go to Martinez. The only reason I don't pick Martinez in this scenario is because it starts an hour and a half after ROH. I'm not leaving ROH that early if I'm leaving early at all. So they get squeezed out. I mean, if it were up to me, New Japan, ROH, and Martinez 
would be nowhere near each other on the schedule, and I'd go to all three of them. Oh, yeah, they'd be on three different days if I could, or they'd be yeah, split among six different hours or whatever. Yeah, that's how I would do it, but it sucks. So that sucks. Yeah. yeah, Friday, you really get screwed, and what sucks the worst is what we're about to talk about. There's, like, nothing on Saturday. It'd be really nice if one of those shows that we just talked about were on Saturday instead of Friday. Because Friday's packed, and Saturday... So let's talk about Saturday. Yeah. So, so Friday, you, you've offered a few different scenarios here. You have JCW LA fights for the culture, Lone Star shootout, drive all the way to Supercard of Honor, miss a little bit of Supercard of Honor, but that's okay, yeah. uh, and then miss a little bit of impact coming back yeah. uh, for Supercard of Honor. Alternative is B. same stuff, New Japan mm-hmm. Superstar shootout. Stick through all of that show, head over to Martinez Entertainment, and that's, yeah. that's your night then. And then go to Janela at midnight if you want. Oh, right, 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 right. That'd be plan B. Okay, so then... Saturday, okay, your early window, you're faced with NXT Stand and Deliver, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, and WrestleCon USA versus the World, and River City Wrestling. You know, you've seen a lot of WrestleCon by now. You know what, though? I'd still go to the USA versus the world. I, I cannot endorse going to NXT 2. No, I yeah. can't do it. I, I thought about it, but I can't. You're going to have more fun at USA versus the world. So this is where it gets tricky because... Now you can sightsee. You got a little time to sightsee, I guess. So. If you've never been to Dallas, <laughs> if you want to see where JFK got shot, okay? This is the time to do it. <laughs> um. But if you're going to a wrestling show, let me tell you something. That Gulf Coast wrestling show mm-hmm. is a very underrated card. That's a ni- and, and that's why I'm watching that for the reviews. That's a nice-looking card, that Gulf Coast wrestling show. You never heard of the promotion, and you'll never watch another one of their shows again unless you live down here. But, you know, if you're going to, to, to Dallas specifically for wrestling – you know, that'd be what I'd pick in this window. Yeah, I'm not I, going to whatever sore pro wrestling is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, honestly, this is a mid- cool window to just post up at Texas Mania. Just chill here for a little while. Well, that's, yeah, it's a, because I'm not going to Mission Pro Bangers only. No. That card stinks. I'm not going to that. Um, I don't, I'm not going to Rampage Wrestling, okay? I'm going to that Gulf Coast show. That's what I'm doing in that spot. And... You know, so that runs till what? About six or seven. So your next window is starting at seven. Yeah. And assuming you're not going to WrestleMania, this isn't very tempting. You know, you've got unsanctioned pro. This is manly. No chance. Lucha maniacs. You know, I don't know. Some okay stuff, but yeah. Metroplex, whatever that is. Um. You know what? You're right. I might post up at the Texas venue and just stick around for Inspire, but there's a show in between, that hybrid, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So if you're sticking around for Inspire and you don't want to bounce around venues because nothing looks too tempting anyway, why don't you just, like you said, post up at the Texas place, go to the Gulf Coast show, go to Hybrid, go to Inspire, or go to the Gulf Coast show, go get dinner, come back to the venue for the Inspire show. There's really nothing out. That is a bad window in between the Gulf Coast show and Inspire. There's like nothing. 
Yeah, I, I'm just sticking. I'm honestly just sticking to Texas Mania. Assuming you're not going I to WrestleMania, so yeah, uh, I think yeah. I'm just sticking at Texas. Mania. When you when you when you factor in that it's nice to stay at one venue for a couple shows in a row when you're carving out these paths, because the day before you're you're driving back and forth to go to all these shows. This one, I think I agree with you. You post up there uh, after the WrestleCon show. You go over to the Texas venue, you know, and either stay for all three. Or watch two of them and go get a meal, but that—that's where I'm going. And then, uh, if you must do a midnight show, again, stay there. You're good. There's one there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, New Texas Pro Cowboys you... from Hell. So yeah, I, I think that yeah. that if I were going, that's definitely my path is USA versus the World, and I'm just chilling at St. Jude Hall for the rest of the day. So. Yeah. So then Sunday, um, early morning, there's an All Pro Women's Wrestling show nine in the morning. I'm saying you sleep in. You've had a busy day the day before. You you know, you, you've been out all night. Yeah, watching sorry, wrestling. sorry, DFW uh, all pro, but uh, I'm tired. Yeah. So, uh, and then there's some there's some more Texas Mania stuff uh, for the next couple hours there before WrestleMania, and then there's some Texas Mania stuff. New Texas Pro is going head to head. To me, the new prex the new Texas Pro show on Sunday night at nine. That is the best event that day so that's the one i make sure i don't miss um you want to again post up at that venue for the uh, the other stuff earlier in the day by all means but that's the one show i wouldn't miss assuming you're not going to wrestlemania is the new texas pro show and then again you could stay there again for the vip show at midnight which they ran um a show that did very well and they always bring in VIP always brings in names and they do a nice job. So that's what I would do Sunday night. So that's your, uh, it, it just really stinks because Friday is, is so packed and you're going to have to miss some matches. If you're going to the very best shows on Friday, otherwise I think it's pretty clear on each day. Yeah. Sunday's a rough one. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe at this point, <sighs> there's some good, like you said, that new Texas pro show is really, really good. Uh, but at that point, yeah, you're probably just burnt out and, and tired. So maybe you don't do anything until that night, or maybe you're driving home or flying home or whatever. Uh, tech, watch that show on, on you know, if you can, because I think that'll be, well, I don't know if it, it's not streaming live, but I think it'll be available uh, on IWTV pretty soon uh, thereafter. But yeah, Sunday Sunday's tough. Nobody, not that many people running Sunday this year. Uh, people are kind of getting out of the way of Sunday, and they usually do. Sundays are usually a pretty uh, calm day. But uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good schedule. So uh, I think your official one is Glory Pro on Thursday, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, AAA, Mark Hitchcock Memorial, and then if you must, GCW Planet Death. Friday. Thursday is a nice, clean day. That's a great day. Thursday, you, you, you saw a bunch of different wrestling. You saw Bloodsport. You saw AAA. You saw a Super Show. Thursday is great. Everybody kind of stayed out of each other's way on Thursday. Everything's clear. That makes sense. It's yeah. all nice drives. You're not going to miss any shows. Friday yeah. is an absolute fucking disaster of, of you in yeah. the car a lot, you driving a lot, you taking weird Ubers, you... Missing shows, missing openers, missing main events. Friday, it's Friday start. Friday starts easy because you got the two shows in the same venue right off the bat. JC, JCW versus LA fights and for the culture, and then it just becomes a fucking disaster. You're gonna miss matches. There's no way around it because then you got to get out to New Japan. Then you got to shoot over to Ring of Honor. Then you go to uh, uh, Impact. And you're making decisions. You're missing matches no matter what you do. So do you stay for main events? Do you leave early? It's, you know, but it's really a mess. Yeah. You got JCW fights. 
for the culture. And then things that, like you said, get absolutely wild. You got New Japan, uh, which you got to try to get to. Supercard of Honor, you're going to have to miss something between New Japan and Supercard of Honor. Then you're going to have to miss something between Supercard of Honor and Impact. Uh, or you could go to Martinez or whatever. But that's... Yeah, you could take the plan B and go to Martinez after New Japan and then Janela after Martinez. And you're not really – those are all spaced out nicely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you kind of have two different routes that you can take there. And then Saturday, uh, I'm of the mindset that you are kind of USA versus the world. Start there and then head over to St. Jude Hall in Arlington and just chill there for the whole day. Stay there. Hopefully they have good food nearby because you're eating lunch and dinner there. Uh, And then you're staying there the next day too. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You're waking up, staying there. and Yeah. Get a hotel over there for for Saturday night. That's what you do. You get a a hotel over there for Saturday night because you're staying there basically half of Saturday and all of Sunday. Whether you go to all those shows or not, you're at least sticking around for New Texas Pro and VIP later that night. So, and all and, and all of the other shows that day are in that venue anyway. So you could make a whole day of it, or you could just go to the two shows at night. Right. So there you go. Yeah, you There's might be pack. sick of St. Jude Hall by that point, and uh, I wouldn't blame you. That's that's a lot of time in in if one. You t- uh... If you take my plan B on Friday, the travel is easy too. All four days. If if you take Plan B on Friday, if you take Plan A on Friday, the travel's a disaster on Friday. Right, right. So, there you go. That is the path. Is it path two or path of glory? I feel like we've used both. Path to greatness. Path, path to greatness. Greatness. No, it's glory, I thought. Path to glory, whatever it's called. It's <laughs> is it path two path. or path of? Path. It's something path, something glory. That is it. Everyone Wrestling knows the weekend. Yeah, they know the So, Patreon.com slash voice wrestling flagship patreon.com $5 tier. That is where Joe is going to get you all the reviews of the shows. If you want previews of the shows, that'll be up on the flagship uh, podcast feed, as well as the voice wrestling podcast network podcast feed, as well as voices wrestling.com uh, for all that. If you want to see the full cards of everything uh, that is also available at voices wrestling.com. Uh, if you're ordering any of these things, voices wrestling.com slash fight. I would really appreciate it if you use that link. Or you can just go to our preview, and every link to order everything is right there. There's an embed. If you want to just click one button that says buy, uh, you can buy the entire packages. Uh, WrestleCon is doing a package of the Fight Fest thing. Uh, Collective is doing a package as well, or uh, individual shows. There's also some stuff on the Title Match Network as well. I forget what shows. There's a few, I think, Lucha Maniacs and a few of the other uh, random shows around there. But the the ones that really matter are are all in the Collective uh, and the WrestleCon bundle. But, uh, yeah, should be... uh, you know, there's a lot of junk in this weekend, but there's a lot of really good shows and a lot of really good stuff there. I mean, that, that schedule that you have right there laid out, you're going to see a lot of really good wrestling and a lot of great matches as well. So, you know, yeah, it's a junky weekend because it's, you know, it's still WrestleMania weekend, but you got New Japan there. I think Impact brought their best WrestleMania weekend show they've ever brought uh, this they weekend. They did, and, that, and that's the reason I would pick them. Yeah, they deserve it. On one of those pets because they, they put together a good show. And, um, you know, so, yeah, for sure. It just, man, I wish they weren't running the same time as Martinez. Mm-hmm. That's a shit because I, I can strongly recommend the Martinez Lucha shows to anybody listening. You're guaranteed to have a great time, and they have some great names coming to that show. So, and then, uh, yeah, and then some, so, you know, the, the, the ROH show I think is looks pretty fun. Uh, there's the added, you know, surprise. Tony's kind of said, hey, you know, make sure you stick so out is to it the still end. A six, is this still a six match as show? As far as I know, let me double check because they added the Willow Nightingale match, but are you, are you including that one in the six? Yeah. So, yes. It's Gresham and Bandito, winner take all for the undisputed title. It's yeah, the great Briscoes match. versus FTR. Great match. Uh, Swerve and Alex Zane. That could be a pretty good match. Damn right. Uh, Jay Lethal, Lee Moriarty. 
Yeah, that could be an excellent match. Uh, ROH pure title, Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. And then the interim ROH women's champion, Tony loves his interim champions, uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Willow Nightingale. What is this guy's fascination with interim <laughs> titles? Yeah, if, if Deanna Perazu can't be there, it's okay. Yeah, No one's going to get upset. It's not 1983. No one's going to care if you say, Deanna Perazu, you're not her champion anymore. Sorry, it's Martinez Martinez or Willow or, or she's just not on this show. You're, who cares? <laughs> I mean, why can't you just do Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes yeah. Martinez? Winner why? faces Deanna Perazu next time she's available. Number one contender. Right. Or just a match. Or a number one contender match. Why the fascination with interim titles that just muck everything up and confuse it? Like, yeah. that's he, he not. Is, he is a child of WCW in Mid South, though. So, you know what I mean? He... That's not selling one extra ticket to make it for an interim title. Okay, not one extra ticket. So I, I don't understand it. I didn't like it with the, the TNT title. I don't like it now. Interim titles are dumb. Either strip the champion or don't. That's it. Yeah, I, it it caused a lot of issues. Like like this winner take all. I mean, we, we've now had what, a how long of a, a, a weird thing with Bandito and, and Gresham just because of that same issue, you know, because of the, the confusion. Finally, you're going to end it here, and then you're going to start another one in the women's side. So I don't know. It, it's very strange. Just, it's a number one contender match. Why do we have to make a fake yeah. belt? No one's going to get upset. No one will get upset if, if that match ends. And instead of Mercedes Martinez, you know, winning a, a, a weird title, she'll just be the number one contender and probably win the title anyway. We all know that she's probably going to win it anyway. It's like, you know. That's he must know that he's going to book Deanna at some point. Yeah. So, because if he didn't, this would be for the title. Because you wouldn't do an interim title because you know you're never going to have a unification match. I would love to say that. He loves interim titles, though, so, so I don't if know. You, so, if you know you're booking Deanna at some point, that makes even more sense to just make this a number one contender match. Because you're obviously planning on doing the winner versus Deanna. Because you're making an interim title match. So why not just call it a number one contender match? It doesn't make any sense. And there's nothing anyone can explain to me to make it make sense. It just it's it's it just mucks everything up. I don't even like them in MMA or boxing. The champions hurt, can't defend strip them when he comes back in with title shot. No, I, I am so anti interim title. It sucks. I think staying healthy is part of the deal in combat sports. So I, I don't know. I, I hate it. Especially in wrestling where it's all worked anyway. There's no need at all. You can at least make the argument for real sports. You can't even make the argument in wrestling that it's useful or beneficial. It's not selling any tickets. Whether you call this number one contender or interim title, the difference in tickets sold is is nil. You can take this match off the card. It's not going to make a difference. It's the number six out of six matches. So what? It, 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 enough with the interim titles. I mean, geez. Love something as much as Tony loves interim titles, man. <clears throat> Alrighty. All right. So that is, uh, that is Mania Weekend. Uh, as we said, all the previews are up right now at VoicesWrestling.com and all the reviews that Joe mentioned, 14, potentially even more uh, available, FlagshipPatreon.com. $5 tier to get all that audio. $5 for all of that audio. The dulcet midnight tones uh, of one Joe Lanza. So that will be a very fun. We'll also have uh, some reviews as well up at VoicesWrestling.com, written reviews. Uh, in addition to Joe's audio on the Patreon. So there you go. WrestleMania weekend coming up this weekend, starting tomorrow. Starting in, hell, shit, 12 hours, basically. <laughs> 12 hours, Glory Pro uh, kicks off. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fun 
uh, to finally jump into there. But uh, let's uh, finish the show here with New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Cup. Zack Sabre Jr. won the 2022 New Japan Cup. He is a previous winner. This is his second New Japan Cup win. Uh, Joe, did you watch the semifinals and the finals? Did you watch everything you yes, could? Yes, I New Japan did. Cup? Yeah, so, uh, so let's kind of go over all those matches then because I think there was some really interesting stuff there in the semifinals. Uh, in particular, to me, the Zack Sabre Jr. Shingo match, which I really, really, really liked. Uh, what did you think of Sabre and, and, and Shingo? Yeah, that match, uh, that match kicked ass. I thought that... Um... You know, Shingo always works hard. I thought that Zack Sabre Jr., I mean, not just because he won the tournament, but I thought he had an excellent, excellent tournament. I thought this match and the match against Naito in the final, he worked so hard. And we talked about the Will Ospreay match last week and how smart that match was. Uh, the Shingo match and the Naito match, he just uh, busted his ass and killed himself and worked super hard in both of these matches. And you know you always get that kind of effort out of Shingo. Um, so... Yeah, no, this was uh I thought all three of the matches, the two semifinals and the final, were all easily notebook caliber matches. And um and and, and Sabre, I thought, um, in addition to being the tournament winner, was probably the tournament MVP as well. Yeah, no, I I think so. I mean when you when you take in totality the matches that he had, particularly like you said, Will uh, in the shingle match, I mean, damn, he had a great time. And and like everything, I I think everything he did the work in every single match was kind of – it all meant something. There was all reasons behind it. There was smart work in it. There was buildup between the matches. There was callbacks between the match. Like, everything. he had a masterful, masterful weekend here. And, um, you know, obviously won it, uh, you know, beating Naito. Uh, before we get to that match, though, uh, Naito and Okada. We kind of – last week were like, ah, it's weird if they're going to do Naito Okada in the semifinals. Just kind of do it. And they just did it. And they had another match. It was just under 30 minutes. Uh, Naito got, I think, a, a somewhat surprising win over Okada. Uh, so that builds to, obviously, another Okada-Naito match somewhere down the line, uh, potentially. But uh, what would you think of, of Naito and Okada? I thought it was, it was good, but they have certainly, I mean, obviously, very obviously, have had much, much better matches. I thought this was just okay, but I thought uh, Sabre and, and, and Shingo blew them away. Uh, in terms of Oh, Sabre and Shingo was better than this, and oh, yeah. Sabre, Naito was better than this, but this was a good match. I thought this was a, a, a four, four and a quarter star match. I liked it, they've had better matches, no doubt about it. Their dome matches were much better than this match, but I, I liked the intensity that Okada wrestled with in this match. I thought sometimes intensity is a problem for him, and sometimes that works kind of to his character, like he's kind of a you know, he's not the most intense wrestler. And when he does step up the intensity and wrestle with a little more intensity, I think it, it like Shingo is a hundred percent intense all the time, right? That's not who Okada is or what Okada is. So when Okada really steps up the intensity, you notice it and you, and you take you back You're like, Oh, okay. Shingo uh, Okada means business tonight. And I really thought he wrestled this match with a high level of intensity. It was also interesting because Naito, I don't believe won any matches in this tournament with the Destino, including this one. So I don't know what story they're trying to tell with Naito, but he didn't use, well, not shouldn't say use, but he didn't win any of his matches. Now I didn't watch a couple of his early round matches. No, they were all, they were all roll-ups or or something else. It was all, it was all, most of them were roll-ups. I think until, uh, yeah, yeah, but no, they, none of them were none of them were were Destino. That was kind of the story. Yeah, yeah. So they're telling this story here where he's not beating people with the Destino, and the other thing they're doing here is we talked about it last week. Um, are they kind of just 
not treating this like it's a special match anymore between these two. But then we later learned, and I put the report up behind the paywall, the idea here was for Naito to get a win over Okada. And then Okada survives with his title at Hyper Battle. And then they do Naito versus Okada in the Fukuoka Dome with, you know, with the justification that Naito beat Okada in this tournament. So they obviously still feel that that's the biggest match they have in the company, Naito Okada. But at the same time, it's the third time they're running it in a year. Right, right, right. It's big, but it's not like, it's not protected anymore. It's not like the, they're, they're, they're ace in the hole. You know, it was always this, hey, you know, when we, when we can, this is the match we're going to do. When we want to do a two-night Tokyo Dome, when we want to sell this bitch out, when we want to do that, that's the match we'll use. They're not using it. They still obviously clearly see it as a big-time match, but no longer one that they feel they have to protect or, or you know, or keep, you know, special and, and, and keep important. It just seems like, you know, it's okay. You're just going to be able to run it when you when you want to. And maybe they just say, hey, we'll burn this thing out and, and yeah, whatever. Who cares? You know what I mean? They, we'll, 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 they must have something else in mind that they would consider. Just just based off the way that they booked. Something else that they would consider like this is the top, top tier. This is our, you know, top match. that we, if, if Break glass in case of emergency type of match. There must be one of those. But who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's strange. Now, it's not all in the same city. So it's not like they're... You know, they've run Okada Tanahashi in Tokyo how many times? You know, that's like, and the diminishing returns became obvious after a while. But um, this is not all in the same city, but they have run it three times the same year. But you, but it's the match they trust to put the most people in that dome, which is why they're going back to it. So the original idea was for Okada to beat Ibushi. Ibushi was set to win this tournament. He didn't get cleared in time. So they went with Zack Sabre Jr. If you read our payroll report, paywalled report, you'll see who the other alternative was in terms of picking a second winner once Ibushi was out of the picture. Um, so that's behind the paywall in the $5 tier. You see the thought process that went into picking Zack Sabre Jr. as the winner. Now, these injuries tend to cause booking mayhem. I think Okada's going to beat Zack. But... You know, I do think there's that 1% chance that Zach wins because if they know Abushi is coming back, they might feel like an Abushi return is enough to sell a lot of tickets mm-hmm, in the dome. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only kind of asterisk I put on it, but I, I expect Okada to win and then just do the original plan, which would be Okada and Naito as the main event on that dome show with Zach Sabre Jr. just stepping in Abushi's spot as the main event for hyper battle. So, and we're getting that show Despy junior title match, which also we had behind the paywall before anybody weeks ago, we told people it would be show challenging Despy for the junior title. So we were on top of that too, in terms of, but I think we're going to go over to hyper battle. Well, you want to just do that now? Go over to hyper battle. Yeah, let, let's do that. Cause I think yeah. there's some interesting stuff uh, on that card uh, to discuss. So you got Okada versus Sabre, as you said, uh, for the world heavyweight yeah. title. So you got that. Uh, you got Desperado versus Show for the junior heavyweight uh, title as well. Uh, Goto and Yoshihashi. Our versus, subscribers oh. knew about weeks ago. Yeah. If you're a subscriber, mm-hmm. you knew about that match weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we're keyboard warriors that make stuff up. Uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi versus Great Okan and Jeff Cobb for the IWGP tag team titles. Uh, yeah. Evil versus Hiromu for the never openweight title. So they did a oh, sorry, they ahead. did two they did two angles to set that one up on the on the on the semifinal show and then on the final so on the semifinal show 
evil came out after Hiromu's match with with Togo and they choked him out and with the girl at wire and left him laying. And then the next night Hiromu like stole the belt and you know set the challenge. So that's why we're doing Hiromu versus Evil for the Never title. They did two angles to set it up. Uh, and then we have uh, Toriano versus Taichi for the KOPW 2020 trophy. Uh, do, what's the stipulation for that one? Did they announce that yet? I don't recall if they did or not. If it's it's a... not, that, not that I've – I'm sure they have, but I haven't uh, seen it. Hold on. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, I want to say it was some sort of sumo match or something like that, but I, don't quote me on that if that's actually – Hold on. Let me see if I can find that. Something dumb, I'm sure. <laughs> what else? <laughs> something stupid. Uh, then you have Risuke Taguchi and Master Watto versus El Phantasmo and Taiji Ishimori for the junior tag team titles. It's a hell of a show, man. They are they are blowing it it's out. It's a good here. lineup. It's a good lineup. Yeah, they're blowing this thing out. Naito and Shingo versus Will Ospreay and uh, Aaron Hanare. Uh, and then Jado, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Fale, Gato, Yujiro Takahashi, and Chase Owen. So the new Bullet Club versus the former Tamatanga and Tangaloa. They're teaming with Jado, they're teaming with Hiroshi Tanahashi. Stuff's happening in this undercard, man. This undercard is 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 it's all over the place now. So, which is cool. It's good that for the first time in a long time, like I was taken aback by not saying Gato and Jado. You know what I mean? I was taken aback by not having the exact same guys. So, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I'm looking for that stip. No, I can't. I can't find what the stip is. So, um, for that Yano match, who cares? Um. But yeah, that's that's a it's a decent looking show. I mean, it's it's a, it's you know I thought the New Japan Cup was had a lot of really good stuff, and there's still the same challenges as a fan when you're watching New Japan. They're starting to overcome it a little bit. There's more people in the buildings at least now. Um, but yeah, this is a show that I'm not gonna dread watching. There's been some New Japan shows during all of this where I'm like, oh man, I gotta watch this. You know, it's I'm not hyped, hyped, you know, hyped about it. Um, but this one has some stuff that I genuinely want to see, and there's some new directions now. And um, so that's on Saturday the 9th. So I will give a long preview for this show on next week's show. Alrighty, so that is Hyper Battle. That is the New Japan Cup. Rocky King, WrestleMania weekend. I don't know. We got about 10 minutes. Are you done? I think I'm good. I've done enough audio <laughs> this week. I think I'm good. Yeah, I mean, if people can want to go behind the paywall, $5 tier, there's a lot of insight on New Japan. Uh, we had, had a big story after the New Japan Cup final, and you'll see the whole thought process on how they chose a winner after Bushi pulled out. There's some other news and notes too. More stuff on Strong Hearts. You're gonna see more Strong Hearts because that was that tour was seen as kind of like they've dabbled with them a little, but mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they were on the tour and they were that was seen as kind of a trial run and everything went great. Good, yeah, and I hope so. They, 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 I love them. Uh, those guys are great, and they'll. Definitely... Did you see? Well, let me ask you this. This will kill the time. Did you watch the semi-main event of the New Japan Cup Finals show? I did not. It was Strong Hearts and. Uh, let me get you the exact um, participants. But the, the, the point I'm going to make is closing sequence of the match was Okada and T-Hawk. And T-Hawk not only held his own, there was the makings of a incredible match of the year level match if those two guys ever have a singles match, which they probably won't. 
It was Tanahashi, Okada, Kojima, and Tiger Mask against Strong Hearts and Tatsumi Fujinami. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Rich, Rich, I'm telling you, Incredible. go watch this match. I watched the match. The close, first of all, Kojima and T Hawk to me was the star of his side because Kojima and T Hawk just chopping the shit out. You know, T Hawk with the chops. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kojima, 50 years old, he don't need this shit, but he got in a chop battle with T Hawk. Um, Tiger Mask and Shima was an interesting, like they were paired off and they were doing a lot of fucking Luchirisu shit. And then the closing stretch of this match with Okada and T Hawk has me frothing at the mouth for T-Hawk to get a singles match with this guy. I don't care if it's in a G1. I don't care if by some fucking miracle T-Hawk gets an IWGP title shot at some <laughs> point, which is highly unlikely. Um, I don't even know if they consider him a junior or not. I don't even know the answer to that, New Japan. But man, did they have great chemistry. And the crowd was, you know, super into it. And the announcers and and T Hawk and Okada, if it ever happens, and it may never happen, um, so maybe a crazy produce show or something. Man, was that closing stretch something great! And um, you know, T Hawk had to take the pin. I, they weren't going to beat Fujinami, <laughs> Shima. Come on, that doesn't work for him, brother. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> that doesn't work that for him, brother. Nah, I don't know about that one, brother. Bring that one back. What else you got? Um, you know, and Lindemann obviously is the Gleet champion, so they're not going to. They're not going to beat him. And they like Lindemann. Lindemann has a lot of supporters in New Japan. Good. They want to bring him in. And look, we're probably getting uh, Akira Francesca, the good Italian boy in the Super Junior. It looks like they – did you see the vignette? Yeah, the video was in Italian and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to complain about that either. No. And I think you're, there's a good chance you might see Lindemann. The only tricky thing is he's, he's, he's their champion. So I don't know how you handle that. There's some politics at play there. Maybe you get T-Hawk. Um, so super juniors could be interesting. I think the JCAS guys have some insight on that. Um, and we're going to get a new JCAS right after this show, right? Because yep. I'm going to put that shit up. Mm -hmm. It's sitting there waiting. Um, but yeah, there was a there was a commentary too. Fujinami. They were talking about the last time Fujinami wrestled in Osaka, and it was in 1984. And uh, uh, Muto was on the losing side of a tag and. Uh, Chris Charlton, he thinks he could sneak one by me, but he can't. Uh, he said Muto is, uh, is still upset at that loss to this day. And then and then Charlton goes, that doesn't work for him, brother. Yeah. <laughs> what a line. I was crying in my living room. Um, you know, Muto. But, uh, yeah, so that that match is well worth going out of your way to see. That uh, Believe it or not, you know, for the closing stretch alone. Did I kill 10 minutes here? Or you did kill 10 minutes, yeah. And uh, I got uh... – I'm gonna have a long night here trying to figure this uh, whole thing out. You want you want to you want this figure what out? Yeah, my flight thing. You want to you want to figure this? You want to see this? What they did to me? So these your old, flight? These Alaska Airlines. So your first flight is canceled. Yep. So my first flight was leaving to, uh, uh, Friday morning, seven a.m. Get to uh, Anchorage, Alaska at two p.m. We'll stop in Seattle. We'll stop in SeaTac. Okay. Right. They said due to flight cancellation, we have automatically rebooked you onto a new itinerary. Oh, okay, cool. Work's done then. Got a new flight for me. All right. So I uh, was leaving Friday at 7 a.m., right? Okay. Their new itinerary has me leaving at 8. Wait, 50. the flight takes off. Yeah, flight takeoff. Leaving, leaving O'Hare at 7 a.m. Well, that's almost two hours, so you're going to miss the connecting flight. 
Joe, 8.30 p.m. is when they want me to uh, leave now. So, Wait, for your first flight? Yep. That's a 12-hour difference. It is a 12-hour difference, yeah. So then where's the connecting? There's a connect. There's a new So I guess they, they have flight. also changed the connecting flight onto this one as well. So, so you're losing a whole day. Yeah, basically. so instead of getting to Anchorage at 2 p.m., I'm now getting to Anchorage at 3 a.m. the next day. You're losing a whole day yeah. of your vacation. Brutal. So I had a long night of uh, canceling this shit and figuring out how I'm going to get a flight in a day. So. Shit. Yeah. That's just fun. I don't think not because you're going to fucking Anchorage, you're going to have a lot of problems here figuring out another route. Well, good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, it's not eligible for a refund, Joe. Have, would you would you get this? Credit details. Oh. It's not eligible for a refund. It does qualify so you're... for a travel credit, though. Thank you. Amer- uh, airlines, this is great. I love. So you're fucked. I'm fucked, yep. You going to take that travel credit and spend another grand, or what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Got a long night ahead of me. So. <laughs> get a pot of coffee going. I thought I was going to bed, but uh, I'm not. Uh. So. Rich might be going to Dallas instead this week. <laughs> Talk the nurse into that one. Yeah, I don't know. Does the uh, does Alaska Air fly to Dallas? <laughs> I gave it a path to greatness. Yeah, so you know. I'll, I'll I'll print that out and send it to her. Say, all right, honey, look, <laughs> Alaska's out. Yeah, but <laughs> I got us JCW versus LA Fights tickets for yes <laughs> for Friday morning or Saturday morning, whatever the fuck. But we have all the bussy you can handle yes. this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Our cards right. I know there won't be any bears or. Cruises, but I got bussy. I got a there'll lot be some, of bussy. Well, there'll be bears on Effie's big gay brunch. Yeah. Oh no, and and a bear at uh, Zicky Dice's, and uh, a literal bear. Paradise. Yeah, that's so, correct. So we're good. All kinds of bears. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> well, good luck with that yeah. again, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know we'll hold down the fort. Yeah. Thank you. Um. I guess there'll be no tweets coming out of the Voices of Wrestling account on the biggest weekend of the year, I guess. Yeah, I can maybe find some way. Hey, look, I might be around. I might not be doing it's true. too much. So. It's true. Yeah. I'll get some tweets and some Don't worry about it. Long night. Anyway, <laughs> com uh, for all the WrestleMania weekend coverage. Uh, the reviews up at flagshippatreon.com, patreon.com slash voice wrestling, $5 tier uh, for all of those as well. So that is Joe Lanza. I am rich. I will be potentially off next week, but uh, I guess TBD. We'll find out. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.